Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of... I forgot the name. Oh my <laughs> Two idiots on a couch. Well, he remembered now. <laughs> Jesse was making a big deal about having this be... Uh, you know, though, it kind of goes in sync with the name, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Literally five seconds ago, Jesse was like, we're going to say in harmony though, right? Um. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's basically a rebranding. We used to do a podcast that we called Nerdcast. Um... And we did some of those in person. We did some of those uh, um, over Discord. We did some of them live on Twitch. But definitively, I'm just going to make this um, an in-person experience since me and Jesse already hang out pretty much every week and sit on this couch. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. that's what we're going to do. It's going to be the same content, though. It'll be stupid life stories that we have and then mostly video games and... Uh, tech stuff because that's Can't. all we know. <laughs> no wrong with video games and tech we stuff. Don't, <laughs> we don't know anything else. Um, um, oh. You good? Yeah, yeah, sorry. It's a work email. That's fun. <laughs> wow, mute your phone. We're... I have the notes open here, so please. No, no, mute your phone. I don't mean turn your phone off, but come on, man. Be professional here. We're, we're obviously professionals. We got a penis between us. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I'm Beta. I'm Jesse. E3 just happened last week. Um, yeah, what was it? June sixteenth? No, not so was it in this past week? It so, was over the weekend, so it was last Thursday. As to, of recording, it is currently June nineteenth. It's June nineteenth, so I think it ended on the sixteenth, but it started, I think, on the twelfth. I think because the Xbox One was on the fourteenth. Yeah, my sense of <laughs> my sense of time is um, is very skewed. I kept thinking it was Thursday on Tuesday. So, sorry, my mustache is getting in my nose. It's like <laughs> such a pain in the ass. Like I'm like breathing in my nose or my mustache here. Um, it's a little tickle. Such a bad tickle. <laughs> I meant to trim today, but I was I actually the problem when I was wearing a mask at work a lot. Yeah. Um, is Especially when I was like letting my mustache grow for the whole November thing, mm-hmm. it was like all like my I think at that point my mustache was probably like an in, a half an inch long, mm-hmm. so it just kept going up into my nose, and it's like yeah, it's the worst. I I've, I have this problem for like three weeks out of the growth period, and then once it stops going in my nose, it starts going in my mouth. So like I don't have this perfect thing. Yeah. So as soon as it gets into my nose, I really should just start trimming it. But... Or, you know, mustache wax or combing it, or mustache. I mean that's true. I could do that. But I, that's a lot of work, though. I put in minimal effort. Most people can tell when they look <laughs> at me. They'll, they could just be like, that guy, minimal effort. Like, you could just tell. Um, anyway, so yeah, E3 happened, and we actually both were pretty busy while it was going on. Um, yeah, I think it's fair to say I missed, like, 90% of it. I missed almost all the presentations. I saw some of the recaps, but the reason specifically I put Xbox on there is because that was the only one I watched. It was the only one I was actually sort of excited for because they did Bethesda with it as well. Yeah, yeah, because they did the, the acquisition um, maybe mm-hmm. about, I would say, three, four months ago. Yeah, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we had someone yeah. open a door, and the mic's probably going to pick it up, but it was <laughs> tense. <laughs> anyway. Did um, you ever hear about that fire in the circus? <laughs> no? No. It was intense. Oh, my God. <laughs> what if the circus wasn't in a tent, though? Like, you're just assuming oh. things now. It could be an outdoor. Um, That's my go-to joke. 
<laughs> just just throwing that out there. <laughs> we gotta find you some new go to jokes. Um Yeah, anyway, so uh Xbox was the only one that I was really excited for and uh, I did start watching it, and I kn- knew that it was all digital. Like everyone was doing their own thing, like at a soundstage somewhere. So there's no audience or whatever. Like they weren't in-person right. presentations. So I knew it was going to be a little different. But I was so impressed, and I actually like this format way better. No, I agree like, with you. Kind of like similar to what how Apple's taking the approach to like their conferences, mm-hmm. which is all digital. I much prefer it that way because it's not like. You're gonna be going off some like crazy, weird, gimmicky script, right? Where everything's just kind of back to back to back. I think I so I kind of get apples though, because even though the tech demos are obviously like scripted in a way, yeah, they still like have failure. So you can tell that like those things are sure are it's like it just real. shows your human, yeah, yeah, right. It just like it, you can tell that they actually had to make a product to do that, whereas. Pretty much always with game stuff, you could never really tell if it was real or not. Like they've had people no. play games that was just a video well, of a rendered you game. You know what? I actually found controller. that I dug up recently. What? Because I saw it on Reddit. It was the Kinect demo for what they call it back then, like Project, not Lazarus, was it? No, Lazarus was. Am I thinking of Mass Effect? <laughs> no, no, Project Lazarus. Was... <laughs> I mean, that was a thing in Mass Effect, but Project Lazarus, I actually think, was a real thing for Xbox. I think that was the name of Hololens, though. Oh, okay. Well, I whatever thought. they, whatever the code name was for um, the Connect, whenever it was, and they announced it, and they had like the in-person demo, and they showed yeah. like the Star Wars, like the guy waving around the lightsaber and yep. doing like the Force blast. It was like that was very, very weird. <laughs> yeah, like game stuff has never tried to like tell the truth in a way you know like because that came after most of the tech stuff already came out so all of these conferences were usually just games it was all video so they knew that if they had to do something they had to either perfect this piece of the game if it was live gameplay two things come to mind just fake it you know two things come to mind one where it was the halo 2 demo yeah which i didn't play halo 2 until very late um but a lot of people said that, or from what I heard, was the Halo 2 demo was like a mock representation of the game. Yeah, because it was the game way was different. far from developed. Have you seen that demo? Yes. Yeah, that demo was so much better. Yeah. <laughs> like, the game is really and good. Like, obviously, Halo 2 is like a fan favorite game. Yeah. But you could put away dual wielded weapons. You could, like, it looked like there was, like, some sprint, like, and dodge and, like, like things that just weren't in the game. It just seemed like that stuff was, was there. Yeah. And another game that comes to mind is definitely Bioshock Infinite, where apparently that was far, far, far from its uh, actual release. Yeah, I mean, E3's always been a place to, like, obviously have pre-rendered things and things that weren't, like, actually possible. Mm. Um, And, like, tech conferences have always done that, too. Like, Apple, Microsoft, like, all these places have done things on stage that never come out or, like you know, don't pan out the way that they actually wanted it to. Um, But I think... I think games have always gotten away with that anyway, so having it be digital now, where they don't even have to do that, like, they knew that they weren't going to be showing off, like, gameplay, and if they were, it was just going to be pre-recorded gameplay, so they really like fed into that so what i liked about it is like when you have a normal game presentation 
it's like person comes out and they're like, oh my god, thank you all of our fans for being here. Like we know you're excited for what's coming up. Right. Exposition for ten minutes. <laughs> like, all right, you get it, bro. We're gonna tease <laughs> yeah, them yeah. out. We have this really massive, crazy game that you're excited for. Everyone's like, oh, it's the game we're waiting for. And then it's like Sparkles Two, and they're like, no oh, one wanted. Definitely sounds like, like an Ubisoft. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, it's just like. Um, or even like Bethesda like as well like you know all these conferences have the same thing because there's games that people want of and course. they're like oh, are you ready we know everyone's super excited for this game and you're like oh, yeah like I'm so excited like oh new Elder Scrolls they're I just like, think like you know that's Fallout the format 76. to follow <laughs> yeah that's the format to follow right? no sure but that's like to me that was always like I hated like the 10 minutes of exposition and then this 5 minute lead up to this thing that you're just like eh Xbox's presentation it started with I forget who was on there Two people, they're like, hey, we know you guys are excited for like some of the new Xbox no. things. We know you guys have enjoyed. Phil Spencer, was it? Oh, shit, like no. Dead. It was uh, uh, Todd Howard actually started this one. Oh, really? And he said, yeah, Honestly, thank I you I from missed, us, yeah. Bethesda and Xbox. Like, we thank you. We actually have a really cool thing to show you guys. And after two minutes of Todd, it's like the shortest time Todd's ever talked. Like, it was oh, like, really? like they got him to only talk but for two minutes. the question is, is, did he wear his leather <laughs> he jacket? He did wear his leather jacket, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he did, if I remember uh, correctly. That was my but... favorite thing about like every time they did like a QuakeCon or something yeah. or an uh, E3 presentation, it was like there's a bingo card of what Todd Howard would say or what he would wear. <laughs> so they had two minutes of of him talking and yeah. him thinking. I can't remember if he started. I don't know. Anyway, two minutes of talking. It immediately went into a bunch of trailers. And then I think Todd Howard spoke for two minutes and then it went into some Bethesda stuff specifically. Okay. And they showed Starfield. It was just trailer after trailer after trailer. Then it went back into Xbox stuff. It did Xbox stuff for like... You know what I heard, by the way? An hour. That um, Starfield is definitely going to be like an Xbox PC exclusive. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. just because I guess the Microsoft acquisition. Mm -hmm. But yeah. they didn't like have much. I don't know if like to date as of we're recording this, if they had made any other statement about it. But I know a lot of PlayStation players were definitely disappointed in. Have PlayStation acquire like that's like here's the thing. There's a lot of Xbox players that are disappointed that they can't play Last of Us and that sure. they can't and PC players. Right. At least with Xbox, they're getting a majority of players because they're getting the PC players and they're getting the Xbox players. Right. So if PlayStation wants to be competitive and have their things and have people be less upset, they need to move some of their stuff onto PC. It's really just a big benefit for PC players, but <laughs> I don't mind that per se. No. Because at the end of the day, PC players are always just going to buy things on PC. Like I think, I think there's very few PC players who go out of their way to get a console just for a specific game. Right. Because at the end of the day, they're just going to play games on, on PC. Right. And that's it. No, um, I would I know agree. a few people who just want consoles, you know, like, but... I also guess in this day and age, too, where you have a shortage on just about everything, it's kind of hard to do anything. Yeah, we can't even get those now <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I just think, like, especially because PCs range so much that if I'm going to spend $2,000 on a, on a PC... I'm not going to go out of my way to spend $600 on a... Um, on a console. <laughs> on a console yeah. as well, you know? Uh, I mean, like, I have a PS4, but I waited until PS4. I think I got that for $199. Like, I That's waited it. until they were on sale. Yeah, because they were $299, and then they went on sale for Sometimes I forget how cheap these, these go for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, after the first three years, they dropped drastically, but... Right that's you know after all like the cool games because they're already starting to work on like next gen stuff right, like right. i think they were already announcing the ps4 pro when i got that mm. um because it's a slim and then they were already talking about the ps5 like that was already like on people's minds when i got that so um 
It doesn't even have a, the fucking 4K Blu-ray player. <laughs> so no, I can't no, it does not. Fucking use it. The Blu-ray or um, the UHD player. <laughs> um, which we just found that out recently because I bought Beta the Lord theatrical the and extended edition of Lord of the Rings, the On 4K 4K UHD. <laughs> and I want to, I want to watch it so bad. Like I think I'm actually going to order a. So the one S. Blu-ray player. Oh, you're gonna order. I guess that makes sense if you want to. Like, if I can find, because here's the thing: I think a 4K Blu-ray player is like hundred and fifty dollars. So if I can find a One S that's one ninety nine, then mm. I might as well do that. But I think the One S that I think is currently one ninety nine doesn't have a disc drive, so <laughs> it doesn't have the Blu-ray player. In it. Give so us have to, and I'll take have, it away. Yeah, I'll have to wait until it's on sale. But, um, but yeah, I was so. Shocked! It was literally trailer. It was ninety minutes of just trailers and barely any talking. Yeah, like it was just like a few minutes of talking and then trailer, 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 trailer. Like up oh, bit of talking from Bethesda. Trailer, 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 trailer. trailer I trailer. definitely like, missed a lot of the games that were announced. Um, what I do know is that a lot of the games that they sent were coming to you Xbox One or whatever X, whatever they call it now Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. Um, will definitely be available Game Pass Day 1. Yeah. So I'm assuming that will also tie in simultaneously with PC. I don't actually know that. So there actually are a lot of games on console Game Pass that aren't on PC Game Pass. For instance, like the Borderlands, they might be off of Game Pass now. Borderlands used to be on Game Pass, uh, but console only. I see. So like we had to buy that, but they weren't on console. Um... Gears of War was on there too. All the Gears of Wars. I guess we technically didn't have them, but no, um, those didn't. Well, five came out. No, actually, I don't know. No, when we actually we played, we played five. five. I think we played them. That wasn't around its release, though, was it? What? Gears five. Um. Yeah, it might have taken a while for it to go on Game Pass. I don't actually know though. I feel like we played it close to launch, but not like at launch. We did wait a while. Hmm. Um. But yeah, there were a few games that were. On console Game Pass and not on... I think it's like four times the amount of titles, actually. Because there are more games that come out on console than that do on PC. Like, there's a lot of smaller indie devs that just make console games and yeah. not PC games. Um, and a lot of those indie devs that do make them for PC don't sell on the Xbox Store, so they don't go to Game Pass on there. But right. because they're already selling on the Xbox Store, Xbox just gives them a deal and says, like... I see. For this much, we'll put your game on Game Pass. Yeah. And all this stuff. Because if it goes on Game Pass and then goes off of Game Pass, there might be people that go and buy it. Like, um, uh, well, I bought Metro. Yeah, I was going to say, there's there's a few games that I <laughs> no. was like, oh, man, I really enjoy this, but I would like to own it indefinitely. Right. Um, now, Metro was definitely one of them. I actually mm-hmm. think, I don't buy a lot of new Dragon games. Age. I bought Inquisition. Because I played Inquisition. Actually, I, I didn't pay it, play it on Game Pass, but I bought it based off your recommendation. What? I just haven't played it. Inquisition. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you played for two minutes. <laughs> I think yep. like you've launched it. I just don't like games with swords, guys. That's Jesse does not finish <laughs> games if they have swords in it. Jesse Jesse has never <laughs> finished a game that has swords in it, so he can't. Do- if it's try, right, I shouldn't say it because he's beaten. He's beaten Fallout Three in New Vegas, and those do have a sword in it as a weapon. Do but it's uh, not- does lightsabers count? No. Damn. I guess it kind of does though. I because yeah, you beat Jedi Fall. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was gonna say because that that was a fun game though. I think that was a joke because you started playing Knights of uh, Old Republic, the first one. Yeah, and you didn't finish that either. So I said we said that laser swords don't count either, <laughs> or they do count because you didn't finish it. But um, I definitely have to be in the mood for that um, like specific type of game. 
Okay. Um, like, um, sometimes I just want to play games that are fantasy and like medieval and stuff like that. And then there's sometimes where I just want to play like futuristic, like, uh, like sci-fi games. So like Mass Effect and and Star Wars, you know, and stuff like that. And then right. sometimes I just want to play modern games, like, um. You know, uh, I'll count Fallout in there because even though it's in the future or whatever, like it's still like very modern times and like Call of Duty and Battlefield, like those are all kind of like right. modern esque games. Um, so I mean, I get that. I get like starting game. I think also like I feel like you might have that a little bit with Mass Effect, right? Like what? What? Where you just get like kind of bored while oh, you're playing. I think playing. I get burnt out. <laughs> yeah well i forget what game what game was it where you were playing without me and i was like you're gonna burn out and you're like i don't get burnt out on no games. i get burnt out on every game i don't know <laughs> no, what you're talking you do, about. and i was telling you not to play it without me and you were like i'll um, be fine i'll play it Can't was it a co-op was. game it was a game that had both it was like co-op but also you could play not halo was it master chief collection hmm no i don't think we, so because no i definitely I, I mean i went through all three of those four of those games, solo legendary, remember. so... It could have been a multiplayer. I mean, it could have been, like, Call of Duty or Halo or something like that that huh. you were playing because I had work or something. I really wish I had the, <laughs> the memory to... Yeah I, just, yeah, I got no idea. To recall, but, but... Um, um, Yeah, like, I definitely had that with Mass Effect because I remember I played Mass Effect. I wanted to go back to it, like... I don't know, like, maybe a year after I had played all three, I was like, oh, I want to go back. But a year wasn't long enough. Like, I went back and I was just like, I kind of know what happens. Like, I kind of don't want to go through the fluff of the game and, mm. like, eh. Then, right before they announced the Legendary Edition, I actually had reinstalled one and installed a bunch of mods for it and stuff like that. And, like, two days after I started playing it, they were like, we have this new trilogy. Yeah. And they're re- <laughs> releasing Mass Effect. You know and I was like, shit. Kind of so makes I me wonder. And waited, but... um, just so we don't stray too far off topic, because while we're talking about EA games, now they have EA Play on Steam. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever bring over Game Pass to Steam and it's like a similar subscription service? I actually do think that that's a thing. I, I, I think I was talking to our friend Pogo about that. Um, and Because I wonder if that alone, because a lot of users don't, from what I know, don't like the Xbox store. I think... I think how EA Play started, yeah. was, it started with EA games coming back to Steam yeah. and then they introduced EA Play. Xbox has already had Microsoft games come to the Steam store. So right. I think the next logical step is I think game the first game I can store. recall coming to the Steam store was Halo Wars 2. Uh, Gears 5. Uh, I think 2 on the Steam store. Halo Wars 2, sorry. I think that was recently to the Steam store, though. Maybe? Unless you're talking about when it came out. If it, if you're talking about when Halo Wars 2, because that came out in like No, no, when it released to the Steam store, not the game it like, released. I think though. Gears 5 released first. I think that was a big thing. That, that was on the Steam releasing. store? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was... It was the first huh. time, it was the first multiplayer game, the first Gears game to come to Steam, because they had specifically not done Gears 4 on Steam. Hmm. Um, and it was going to use Steam server, or like use Steam as its client a- like to, the API to multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. Um, huh. and it was cross-platform, so if you had it on Windows, you could still play with Steam players on, right? Um, you know, huh. whatever you were playing on, and it was technically cross-play between consoles and PC, but it was only co-op; it wasn't full, right? Um, 
multiplayer. But so, that was around the time that they were coming out. Like that's around the time Fortnite started toying with the idea of doing cross-platform. Yeah. So we were like, holy shit! Like Gears of War, and then it was just co-op, and Which, then that's when every I would platform like to just add on to that. To that is a really cool feature. It kind of ties in a lot forever. of like. <laughs> so it, like I feel like that definitely ties in and eliminates. I know there's still a lot of like talk on the internet of like oh, whatever consoles better like PlayStation better microwave is <laughs> it gets rid of some of that talk but also it allows friends to not have to be tied right so, or so divided console, like right, based on like hey do you play Fortnite and it's like no oh I do but it's like I can't play with you in Fortnite. right like if it's if you, you know if a kid is having Christmas come up and their friends are like oh I'm getting a PlayStation for Christmas you're gonna be like I want a PlayStation for Christmas I want to play with my friends just not but... that long ago um the Master Chief Collection did the cross-platform update and I was like, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, maybe we could play with my uncle. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Yep. We haven't so, done that yet still, but, but I yeah. always talk about doing playing with him. But, but so with, I guess, back to the Game Pass on the Steam Store, mm-hmm. you know, you said because EA Play was just their introduction of coming back into Yeah, so it was Jedi Fallen Order came to Steam. That was the first EA game, I think, right. to come back yes. to Steam. And then every future release after that started coming to yes. uh, the store. And then in just one like weekend, they announced they were like, sweep, yeah. <laughs> oh, the entire EA library is coming back to Steam now. Um, and everyone was like, holy shit. And then they introduced EA Play. And then after that, they introduced achievements, like Steam achievements. Yes, again. yes, like, that was yeah. okay. <laughs> like, Which is me, both Vita and I are I fucking... achievement lovers uh, and hunters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just like, I I think it gives progression to a lot of games. Like, I will say that, like, there's a lot of games I obviously can't do. Like, I've, I'm actually really close in Halo to getting <laughs> all of them. Surprisingly, I should, I'm like 150 achievements away. Halo? Yeah, in Halo. Yeah, okay, but I but... have like, I have, well, that's it, but I have almost all the single player achievements done besides Halo 4 stuff. And hmm. some of like the, you know, find skulls on this The multiplayer or... ones are what really essentially kill me. Well, that's but... it. And I thought about it and I was like, because here's the thing, I actually really like Halo multiplayer. So like, no, I, do I was too. thinking like, could I, could I do? I definitely play the, by myself. Because the, all the hard ones like to get the double kill and like the triple kill and stuff like that, those aren't there anymore, I'm pretty sure. Like I don't think Step and Rage um, are an achievement anymore. No, I don't think they are actually. Um, so all the hard achievements are gone. So all you really have to do is just play the game. Like a lot, obviously. Because yeah. you, I think there's an achievement to play 2,500 multiplayer games. I thought about it and I was like, I probably could do that. Like, what, like what, you could probably play 20, 25 games a day, you know? Like, At least. I mean, and if it's a weekend or whatever like, and you yeah. have some friends or whatever, like, you could definitely go through and play a lot of games, especially, like, depending on the game type or whatever. Like, you could probably do it fast. So I, I think I could if I wanted to eventually get it, you know? Hmm. Um, No, I definitely used to be that guy who would sit there and grind out, like, 40 games a day. Yeah, but obviously that's right. because I wasn't doing anything. With I also myself. didn't do that for achievements <laughs> specifically. I just played the guy. Like I think I have. I wonder if I could go back and look. I wonder. The thing is, I actually split between three different accounts on Halo Three. Oh because, really? Yeah. So back when Xbox did the free one month of gold with uh, creating a new account, I created so many different accounts. But that was limited to three at most, right? That was after it was unlimited. You oh, just, really? As long as you an email, you, just, you were able to. Amazing. Do it. Then it was like I wonder one why they would do that. Or something. I guess they're just trying like, to get users to like sign up at that point. It was like a free trial. It was just like right now I could go get like I could get a free Netflix. Well, actually, Netflix is a little different. Which, I go get a free Hulu trial. I you bought know, Halo Three for the three sixty. Maybe I want to say like close to four years ago at this point. So that's already like I want to say like ten years after its release, right? 
and like inside mm-hmm. it had the Halo 2 like fold out poster and inside yeah. of that also it had a two day free trial of uh, gold <laughs> of gold yeah, yeah. unused <laughs> that's funny yeah I do remember when they used to do the 48 hour trials so I was actually amazed I used I a few like, of those to create new accounts too. yeah like not for Halo though but like so I used to I used to specifically play multiplayer games like pretty much just multiplayer games I would play the campaigns of, like, Halo and Call of Duty, but, like, I never played, like, I didn't play Fallout or Oblivion. I didn't play either of those until, like, 2011. Really? So, like, when I was a kid, I played, yeah, it was, like, I think I played Fallout 3 right before New Vegas came out. Really? Um, And I played Oblivion after I played Fallout 3. So, I played, in the span of, like, six months, I had caught up on all these <laughs> games that I had missed because <laughs> yeah. I had played Oblivion and I Fallout remember... and then New Vegas came out. I remember I was in biology class in my sophomore year when I was talking to my uh, one of my friends and he was telling me about like this experience of Fallout 3. And I was like, what? That's not a game. Yeah. It's like all these things you do, like pick locks, pick pockets, yeah. like, you know, place a grenade well, the on someone. thing that I always saw, I saw it was an achievement because with the old Xbox dashboard, you could see people's achievements. You could see what they were playing and stuff as yeah. well. Are you and talking so, about the blades or no? No, it was after the it was, NXT. It was, the NXT. it was after the the blades. Mm. Um, the they're playing Fallout, so I had like clicked on it and I just looked at what achievements they had just done, and it showed the one that you get for putting a grenade in someone's pocket. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, what? "That's a thing!" Like it was yeah. like, place a live that's grenade. What, that's what I heard and about, I like, and I was oh, like, crazy. "What? That sounds yeah. cool!" So I immediately because I had GameFly service at the time, mm-hmm. and I immediately yeah, added yeah. that to my queue. And I played it, and I loved it. Yeah, Gamefly was expensive. My dad, oh, we had that for a few weeks, and my dad was just like, this is not But we only had one game it. at a time, so. We had, well, I think we had one game at a time. But it was also just like, you finished most of the, like, you, like, it wasn't helpful for him, and it was also, like, more than, like, Netflix at the time. It was just like, right. by the time we could actually play the game enough, like, we had to return it yeah. or keep it, and then it was just well, like, was the thing. we should it was just like, buy the game at that point. Well, you know? yeah, I agree with you. Um... Because like I definitely fifteen dollars a month for one game. I know? definitely held on to the games like for more than a month period. So, right. But I feel like I got my money's worth out of it when we did use it. Yeah, I think that I think the reason like that's not a service anymore is because I, I think it makes people think it's a value when it's really like. Well, I guess it's kind of like if you were to buy like one month of EA Play as opposed to buying the year. Well, right, because now you could just do that, right? Like now, like I feel like that is. That's a better deal. Even though you're only playing one game a month or whatever, you, you still have, have as access many, to all the games. Yeah, you have. So I could install as many like as you want. Six different yeah. <laughs> games, right? If I wanted to, you know, I could. Because so, I've done that. I play. I definitely can say I got my money's worth out of that so far. I I a thousand percent did because I've played all the Battlefield campaigns. Yeah. I've played. I found oh, Dragon Age. Huh. You played for. Uh, the campaign for four. Yeah. Oh, I see. I um, had that. I've owned that game now for. Actually, funny enough, when it was on Origin, they offered all the DLC for free for Battlefield 4. I don't know what year this was, but they had all the DLC come out for free. But it's like the catch is you had to buy the game. Yeah. But then maybe a few months ago, or actually probably within the last month or two, um, Twitch Prime is offering Battlefield 4 for free. Just I like thought, a few I months prior, they did three. No, four. Oh, before they did three. Actually, that might have been in the last two weeks, come to think of it. So like, oh, that's cool. Maybe I'll give the game a try someday because I own all the DLC. Yeah. And I think it's actually still fairly populated, but yeah, I, now with because EA Play, EA you just play, get the premium <laughs> with all the DLC. Right. But if my service EA Play ever runs out, I own the game yeah. in, in its entirety. But I would say 
I definitely enjoyed Mirror's Edge Catalyst, which got a lot of hate in the beginning. That was a very fun game. I think it's because I, I haven't played them, but I know that I think people didn't like it because it was different than the first one. I'm going to say not too much. I think it was a skill progression system is what changed it. Mm-hmm. But more or less, I still think it tied in almost the same. I mm-hmm. think it also people hated a lot because it whatever was canon in the first game, they got rid of. But the environment, the storytelling, all that was great. Uh, I downloaded it. I have not played it yet. So is that Need for Speed? What was the new one? Or newest one? I think it was Heat. No fucking idea. It was like in the Miami setting. Um, okay. So that was fun. Or I say Miami. I think it was Miami. And then Jedi The Fallen Order. Yep. And I actually know. bought that game though. <laughs> I bought it when it came. Like day and one when it came. I have yet to try Andromeda, but that's on my list. Andromeda's a lot of fun. It's way, like way more fun for gunplay but Which, we'll, we'll talk about mass effect later because yeah. we actually have so like a whole so there was that I actually bought my ea play subscription because it had just ran out and then the, the pre-orders <laughs> opened uh, for the legendary edition so oh, i bought I, the full year of ea play right just to get the discount on... well you're also finishing titanfall I, oh, that, that's right. another great... Yeah. Oh, yes, that was a good game, too. Titanfall is so good. It's a short game, but it's a really good... So, like... Really good game and fun game. Three of those games, right? Catalyst, Titanfall... Oh, wait. Need for Speed. No, no I was going to say two of the games, at least, I had gotten all the achievements in. Oh, oh, yeah. Before, I think I've, before I, the EA play I'm ran super, out. I'm super close to getting the Dragon Age achievements. I think I only have one achievement left. Yeah. And it's because I... Actually, sorry, I have two achievements left. It's because I neglected, like, part of the game for one of them. And then for another one, I missed, like, one section in the DLC. And I only what replayed What game was it once. where I beat you to the finish of getting the achievements? No, it was Titanfall 2. So, Jesse, I told Jesse to play <laughs> Titanfall 2. Um, and he started playing it. And he was like, oh, holy shit, like, this game's really good. And I was like, yeah. And when he was playing it, he was trying to get the uh, achievement for the beginning uh, gauntlet run. Uh, cause it's fucking annoying to get, and I remember I'd gotten it. That was like one of the, it's well, probably one of the hardest achievements no, to get, cause is. it's just like repetitive, over and over. Um, and while he was trying to do that, I was just like, I should reinstall it. it oh no, I have it. Sorry, it was Fallen Order. It was Fallen Order. Was, I have all okay. the achievements in Titanfall. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah it was Fallen Order. I remember. Was so it Jesse all the was playing Fallen Order. Order. It was Fallen Order. The collectibles. It's the collectibles, and I don't have all of BD's canisters, and I don't have the full. Uh, uh, garden, whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, right, the um, plants. And I think I have. I guess I didn't parry enough times or something. I, like, but I could. I did. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I only parried. So I either there's not actually a very specific or... way to do it, which yeah. I thought exactly that. Yeah, but um, it's talking about like perfect parries. I'm pretty sure. No, uh, so I think there is one for perfect parries, but there's just performed parry. All you do is press like B, and it goes into a slow motion. And it was dodge. Sorry. I didn't yeah. have the dodge. You didn't have the parry. Yeah, I, I parried parry. a lot. I had the parry very quick in the beginning of the game. Well, I played on Grandmaster difficulty because yeah. I thought there was an achievement for it. And when I got to like 90% of the way through the game, I was like, I should just look up what achievements I have left to see if I can get any. And uh, there was no difficulty. Nope. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. So I immediately dropped so down my difficulty to like normal. When you told me that, I, I mean, was, I was so already playing upset. through on the easiest difficulty anyway. I was so But upset. when you told me that, I had like such a relief. <laughs> I was like, Because uh. I like to do this thing where... It was fun though. I will say it was a lot. I will say I went back and played on easy to try and get achievements. Yeah. And it's very, not boring. Because like, I think it would be boring for you if you also did your second place run easy. 
No, like once you I know the so. story, it's like not fun to just like, right. go and just hit everything. And well, that's my die. thing is like when <laughs> my first playthrough, I just really like to do a general playthrough of you know of the game itself, so I can enjoy the story. As to where I feel like if I were to play in the hardest difficulty, I feel like that would take away too much from me. Uh, for me, it depends on the game. Like, like that I, game, I think I would have gotten like too flustered over and quit early. No, because you learn fat. Like, it's not... it. Like, there's definitely some parts that are hard. Yeah. That game has really good checkpoints. It does. Um, and... Very Dark Souls-esque. A lot of I'll say that. puzzles, which don't really involve difficulty that much. So combat is just sort of like learning the... The ropes of combat and the combat's not like ridiculously hard. It is very no. Dark Soulsy. Like you do, kind of have to like maneuver. I think well, that but... between that and just the way you go and visit, what was it? Um, where are the save points, the meditation points are kind of yeah. Like the you have campfires. meditation points, right? So you have the campfires and the Darks, meditation yeah. points also kind of saves as well. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much. I feel like but the, there's checkpoints in the game the too, and, and the, the puzzles are fun. It's like it honestly is a big mix between Tomb Raider and like dark Souls. yes i would um, say like the climbing aspect yeah very... like all the puzzles are very tomb raider-esque and the yeah. combat's very dark souls-esque and it's you know an action game they yeah. have really good job like it's one no, of the best i was i was really honestly time. blown away by how well it's it like was. what it's what the force unleashed should have been like the Never force unleashed it. was fun but it wasn't great like the story was kind of eh like it it involved too many of the main characters to where you're kind of like this there's no way this can be canon at all because it just like involves too many of the main characters, um, <laughs> and also, um, um, it just like it tried to have puzzles and stuff like that with the force powers and it really didn't like pan out well. Yeah, I didn't play um, the game to have a fair. Whereas the puzzles in this game were actually like pretty good. Like you had like a lot of really good platforming puzzles yeah, with yeah. like your jump and having to slow time with the Well, that or even just the, like pushing stuff with the force powers. Yeah, even like right, having to pull something out to then like hop the on something. The one that comes to mind stop. is the wind puzzle with the the giant balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, that yeah that that whole tomb though was really cool. That was yeah. I thought they're all gonna be like that. Some of them were more or less like that. So actually, if you replay the game again, you go back. There's more stuff that you can get now because you have different force powers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that was the one that kind of irked me. Was um actually was it the same level? I'm not a big fan of that actually. By the way, what I don't like when games make you go back for things. No, no, definitely not. Um, especially in a different like playthrough you know there's like i'd one much rather level, be able to do everything in one playthrough like in one game there's like, one level that had like the stasis thing and it like kind of like froze not froze stuff midair but like the second like there was like these flame balls that touched water they would like it just right i don't know just die out and there's like even like the slightest drop of water that you see like, dripping from the ceiling would like kill it yep. and that got me so mad <laughs> yeah i definitely don't I, i'm not a huge fan of games where like i think mario was like that too like i don't know if you remember but super mario sunshine was like that i only played that on the collect... emulator and when speaking of that i guess when they announced the the all all stars bundle yeah i wanted to buy it but i couldn't justify the price so yeah I was fine with the emulator, and I still have to um, go back and play it. When you but... would get the different nozzles, you would have to go back because you could go through all the different worlds. You couldn't... Actually, I don't know if you could replay the level, but you could go back to the different worlds and then recollect, like, the red coins or blue coins or whatever yeah. the collectible was. But you'd have to go back with different nozzles, and I was just like, this is fucking, like... <laughs> and there was really no point in doing that in Mario. Like, you know, it was just like... There's no. no achievements or whatever. No. I forget um, what you got for those coins, but... You it's probably some, like, cosmetic unlocks. I don't... I, I didn't get that far in the game, but Odyssey I played a lot of. 
Um, but speaking of EA Play, though, um, <laughs> uh, we're about to get off. Transition. But, <laughs> um, um, you're talking about Game Pass coming to Steam and everything like that. But I th- actually think that's one thing that um, um, Xbox does so well. So Xbox announced that uh, all of these games, and pretty much, I want to say like 90% of them, are coming to Game Pass. Um Xbox is, I think, really, like, pushing forward this... I think they're really pushing forward, like, the future of gaming. Like, I don't know how good it is for the developers, for instance, if Game Pass is, like, a... No, I always kind of wondered, like, do they make money on that? Well... Because, like, my thing is, is, like, sure, maybe people pay for it and don't use it. I think they have to make a deal with the developers in order for the game to be there. I think some games it might be cheaper than because, others. Because like I was gonna say, like these brand new AAA games that come out, like I don't know, Gears of War, for instance, where it's like they could be making sixty dollars plus tax per game. Yep. And it's like, but then there are people buying Game Pass for like when it was still on beta on PC, well, where so, like they're paying five ninety nine. So a think month. of it like this. though. think of it like Netflix, right? Yeah. You have Netflix, and Netflix spends billions of dollars making their own original no, shows, yeah, yeah. right? Which they also I'm paid sure billions of dollars in licensing for popular movies. They used to pay a bunch of money for Marvel movies and Star Wars and stuff like that. Sorry, yeah. My hand's getting tired. <laughs> I can't um, find a comfortable position to hold this. I have my that. stomach, so I'm fine. <laughs> um, we'll have Mike Sands at some point, I'm sure. Um, no, no, I, I kind of like this, though. I think it's like a very... Yeah, you do you, man. Um, but I, I think that... Obviously, that's profitable, right? Well, sure. like with Netflix and all services that are like that, you pass a threshold where you have more people paying for things and are actually consuming what the licensing fees cost that it is actually beneficial to that platform. So Xbox makes money on the hardware. Xbox doesn't really make money on the hardware until about year two or whatever. Cause well, so, so I remember you tell me it's like they just kind of sell at a loss for Every the first Every console year. sells at a loss. Right. That's why when this new console comes out with all this really latest hardware and you're like, this thing's as powerful as a PC. It's like, yeah, but the reason it doesn't cost as much as a PC is because... They're selling it at a loss for the first year. Right. But then every year after that, because that's just the price of the console, they're starting to make money because the, the prices of those things Makes go sense. down. And also they're making money from their live service like Xbox Live or PlayStation Plus. Yep. And on top of that, they're making money that every developer has to pay to put their game on their platform. Or they make money just from the game selling on their platform or you know they make money in some way from the platform. But Xbox is doing things that are specifically good for the consumer. Like being able to pay fifteen dollars a month and get gold and get Game Pass yeah. and have access to hundreds of games. You couldn't fathom that as a kid. You no, know? I honestly if you had because like access to hundreds of you're games. You're telling me about like, that, and it's like I I was a guy who couldn't afford Microsoft points. <laughs> I ha- no, I couldn't afford. I couldn't right? do that. If I, when I, I it took like forever to get like a Zombies map for Call of right. Duty. You know, well, like I think like I honestly, I I never did Microsoft points unless i really 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 wanted it I had for zombie maps. but like mm-hmm. even membership i could never afford the full year at any given point so i would do it in like three months well, sir xbox live i actually would do the full year because i would ask for it for like no you think that'd be the, the smart thing for me to do Christmas right or something. i just grew up in a family without money in that sense no no that's so fair. I, mean, like, I, was I would stu- go the I, three right, months I was lucky enough that at christmas or uh, you know, my birthday would it actually yeah, be. Able I would to go the that. three months and then maybe like wait a month, month and a half. Maybe I have a big family too. And then because there were some features like the private chat, which was um, 
didn't require gold. You could mm-hmm. be like a silver player. Yeah, you just couldn't do party. But you could yeah. have a chat. Yeah. yeah. So thankfully, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. <laughs> well, that's actually why. Um, well, hold on. Before we get too far away from this, I, <laughs> uh, I know. I just want to push that Xbox is doing a lot for. I think that's why I was I was also excited to just watch their press conference because it was trailer after trailer after trailer. It was like three dozen games, and then it was all of these are coming to Game Pass pretty much. Like day one, these, these yeah, games will yeah. be on on Game Pass, and that is like crazy for gamers. Like they're, and I think that was actually. Because people went to PlayStation for a long time because PlayStation's games with gold that they had, like mm-hmm. they had their free two games that you got every month on PlayStation, they had some ridiculously good games. Like at one point, I think The Last of Us was free. Yes, um, if I recall At one point, the, uh, uh, I think some of the... Um, I know like Rocket. they announced when Rocket League was still pretty brand new and still like very much in its hype. Yep. They had that on PlayStation that, Plus. Yep, that was free. And that was, yeah. They've had ton- God of War, I think, at one point was free, either like older God of Wars or I don't think it was the new one. But, uh, but yeah, they've had games like that. I think that's what pushed Xbox to have this this service. Mm. When the service first came, first of all, having Play Anywhere, being able to play on Xbox and PC, yep. that was really cool. That was like one of the first things Xbox did, and I was like, this is insanely good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's really pushing forward like gaming as a thing because that's now that's one thing that Xbox has over PC. And then also because they were well, doing that, people were talking theoretically, about Theoretically, it should make sense, right? Because Microsoft owns Windows, the console right. platform D- and owns right. Windows platform. Um, but, you know, I think though, it's good, though. Some people do game on Linux, even though I, it's I do think it's a good step them. forward, and especially that Windows game bar. I absolutely hated it when Windows 10 came out. Now they're good. making all now of these like little additions, like <laughs> now you can the have recording, now you can achievements, have the yeah. recording, now you have friends list. Yeah, um, it's very much the volume sliders when they actually coming work. together. <laughs> yeah, it used to be really terrible, and I used to immediately turn it off because it sucked up resources, but now it, they actually got it under control. I also do like that they have like a yeah. mini, I wouldn't say task manager, but it'll like show you like the... Mm-hmm. The RAM usage is GPU yeah, it's usage got the and all like, that. like usage uh, so, statistics. But I think uh, them taking that step forward into the PC gaming. Yeah, market. I mean that's huge. I think that's huge. I think that's gonna push uh, PlayStation to make a lot of changes. I think PlayStation's gonna come out with a service. Well, they like PlayStation now. But well, it's they kind of already have. Well, because like you had the thing where you, if you had your PlayStation turned on in the house, you can stream it to your PC. Sorry, I meant more in the game. I think no, no, but like thing. I mean, if that's already like kind of like something that they have. No, no, sure, right. In that place, they could they just can have easily... it. I mean, they came out with specifically. They came out with the um, PlayStation controller with the PlayStation adapter for PC, mm. so that way you could specifically use your controller on the PC. Doesn't Steam for those games? Big picture support PlayStation controller. They natively? do, yeah, but you still had to hook up your thing. You could Bluetooth it. But okay. Bluetooth didn't always pick it up, so this specifically connects like with your PlayStation, um, and it's a much better, stronger signal because a lot of the stupid Bluetooth adapters don't really work, and a lot of right. computers don't have Bluetooth. Right. Uh, especially cheaper motherboards don't. I kind of lucked out with that one, but. <laughs> but with that, you still needed a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Like I needed a physical PlayStation to be turned on right. and connected to the internet in order to play. Right. And it still was limited to 1080p, and it still was limited to having to stream over the internet. Right. So if you're in the same house on LAN, it works better. But we had some friends who did it uh, from their house to up at school where they were and it worked okay like you could definitely not play multiplayer 
there are definitely points where if just something happened in the house and the internet fluctuated for a bit, like your game would pause. You know, you know, like you would pause in your game. Yeah. Like it was a bunch of fucking lag. Um, so it wasn't great. Like if they actually bring a, they honestly, you well, they could started... hook up your Steam ID to PlayStation, and you yeah. can hook up your PlayStation ID to Steam. I, was that more so for like I don't what was the purpose of that? I don't like know, but they did that ten years ago. Like you know, like it was forever. Well, the first ago. game I can think of was Portal Two. Yeah, it's just you could like that was my thing is like you can, if you have that, just work with Steam to get your game. Like, cause here's 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 my thing. Xbox doing what they do for PC players, especially because games like Halo weren't on PC. Yeah, you can only make money. You know. You have a game that is already out that already is a cash cow. Yeah. If you add it onto a new platform, you can only make money. Even if there's even if you're putting it on Steam and they're gonna take a cut, you could still only make money from right. it, you know? Which is why I think they ultimately put it on Steam, because that's just more people that are gonna buy it and can make right, money. Right. You know? You can only make more money. Um Now, is this like after the period of waiting or like instantly on release kind of? That you're talking. Uh, well, I think now they take that into account, right? So I think when sure. they were going through their back catalog, like Halo uh, Master Chief Collection, you can only make money by doing that. So with PlayStation, if you're going to take The Last of Us 2, The Last oh, of Us, sell like uh, uh, <laughs> Honestly. Uncharted, like if you're going to take yeah. all of those games, Speaking of, you can only make money if you do it correctly. What game? They started bringing a few games over. Horizon Zero Dawn, Between Two Souls, and... Beyond Two Souls? Beyond Two Souls, sorry. <laughs> but that wasn't like... Was that a... That was a PlayStation exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same so with Detroit Epic. Become Human was a... Yeah, that went to Epic Games Store Both those are on first. Steam now, though. I think there was talks... Actually, I don't think Detroit Become Human's on Steam. I think uh, Between... Uh, uh, Beyond, Beyond Two Souls <laughs> is on... I know... On Steam, I did see it there. I think there was talks of the Zero Uncharted... One of the Uncharted games coming to PC... I think if they would do that, they'd have to do the Nathan Drake collection. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that kind of can almost segue into our next. It can. Topic. So we're actually we're gonna take a quick break from our totally legitimate real sponsors, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Beta. Do you suffer from banana dysfunction? Well, if you want erect banana, I need these back on. If you want erect bananas instead of floppy ones like this, have I got the medication for you. As you can tell, I'm a totally real doctor. I have a tie on that totally goes with the outfit that I'm wearing. Let me tell you about the blue banana. Blue banana is a revolutionary pill that will make your banana go from floppy to erect. Ask your doctor about blue banana the next time you're there. And please, whatever you do, don't try and harden your banana yourself. It's very dangerous. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that totally real sponsorship. I'm sure the main actor was handsome. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're gonna get into our next topic, which we alluded to a little bit, but uh, we talked about Mass Effect a little bit in the previous segment, and. Um, no, they look. just released the Legendary Edition on yes. May 14th. Um, I have just beaten it. God, been, I'm watching a few... It's almost been two months, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been, been a month. <laughs> it's been a month and a half. I mean, like, a month and five days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just round up. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I just beat it. I'm watching a few streamers who are playing it, and they're on the third one. I've actually really enjoyed a lot of streamers who haven't played it before play no, it yeah. for the first time. What's well, also like when uh, I, we were talking about the DLCs, and I didn't own the DLCs for the game, mm-hmm. and, and just I, playing all these like it's a fresh. Yeah, because I had played. So I had played two and three when they came out on console. Um, so back in 2012 or whatever. But I actually don't even know if I beat three. I definitely beat two. I just wasn't invested like in the story because again, I didn't play a lot of story games back in those in those days. So I tried mm. to play the first one and I was like, "This sucks" because I'm a kid. <laughs> no, it was it was. Like, and it was also <laughs> yeah, it was just like, eh. When you're playing Call of Duty and Halo, going to like combat like sure. that's a little weird. It's funny because and... you say that, but I definitely burnt myself out of these multiplayer games very quick, like back around that time. So I when I, I when I nice. left console, <laughs> I went to PC, which is probably around like 2011 ish. Mm-hmm. And I had gone strictly to single player games for like a good no, that's what four I years. <laughs> I got burnt out by sweaty PC players after like a year of having my PC. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, never again. Like I'm only yeah. playing single player games, but also because there's way more single player games, you can do way more single player stuff. Like I have gone legitimately three times the amount of playtime oh, because of mods. Definitely. On most games, you know, right? Like even like Andromeda and Dragon Age and stuff like that. Like I was able to re. I think I played Dragon Age Inquisition. I've done two full playthroughs of that game, like fully, where I did a hundred percent of the stuff. Maybe on the second one, I didn't do a hundred percent of the stuff. I did all the important stuff. Um, two full playthroughs, and I probably wouldn't have enjoyed going through playing it the second time if I didn't have like cool mods for weapons and mods for like crafting and uh, some visual mods for just like clothes and stuff like that like I probably wouldn't have gotten nearly that much time and then I also started like three or four new characters just because I was adding in new stuff for different classes like new powers for different classes or like things that let you combine all your classes and play everything so there was so much stuff I got even out of that game that wasn't really meant to be modded you know like yeah um specifically I have like a thousand it's funny characters in Fallout you say that right I remember back when I think it was Battlefield 3 well, well, I'll get onto that after, yeah. but because we're talking about um, that'll be another topic that I actually included in here. But because we're talking about trilogies on release, not too many games come to mind, and most of it's been like remasters or remakes. Um. So, like in this instance, I mean, they'll never like you'll never get a trilogy that's released like like a triple A trilogy. Yeah, you yeah. can't. They'll never have like no. that's just not happen. Even movies don't do that. No. You know? But I think. <laughs> I think, because you have a bunch of game trilogies, right? And I think specifically why I put this topic on there is because I played through all three Mass Effects. I did, I think I've missed maybe one or two things, but I'm pretty sure I did 99% of the stuff in all three games. Like, yep. I fully played every part. I did every side mission. I explored every planet. Like, I I fucking hated exploring all the planets in the first Mass Effect. I, but I explored every planet. I did every mission. I talked to, like, every character. I tried to do every side quest um, that I picked up. And that experience after being in the game felt so much better than it has ever felt, you know? And I played yeah. through the game before. Like, I Just knew what the ending can... was. Go I, back to back to back in that sense. It's I like think a... it's, one, it's back to back to back. It's all been refreshed. So the gra- like graphically, it looked the same across all three games. Like I didn't like, I wasn't mildly slight, shocked by watching differences. But yeah, I was definitely yeah. Like, I mean, sure. I was yeah, like, I mean, oh my god, light, you're gonna have lighting differences, right? Because the engine's gonna just be up. I think I showed you, um, on the first game 
there was remember I guess we made that little loading screen for streaming, mm-hmm. and it was like the the stealth systems on the Normandy. Yeah, you can see all those nice reflections right. across the floor. Yeah, and it's like you go back to the original, and it's like, wow, this looks like poop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely all way better than their original so, parts. But it was definitely a big, big step up. But like, there's some parts where I was like, up. wow, this still looks kind of. Cruddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you can't update every single thing. No, like, I know. There's just there's still limitations in in. I'm sure. What you can do, and there's probably still engine limitations because I still now, think it's on UA3. I don't actually think. Yes. Yeah, they're all on UA3, so yeah. they still had to use that because it is just a remaster. It's not a. Remake. Yeah. So with that being said, when they brought it over to the Legendary Edition, they did. Did they put it on 64-bit architecture, or was it yes. still? They mm-hmm. did. Okay. It is 64-bit. Um. But yeah, the games almost look exactly the same. My Shepard looked pretty much exactly the same across all three games. Yeah. And I played all three games in 2017. Oh, you customized your Shepard, that's right. I, I stuck with the default. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the default. Really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't like the old default, and I didn't like the new <laughs> default either. Even for the male Shepard, I'm not a huge fan. But, Interesting. Um, I usually just customize the hair. So I usually don't customize the face that much. Yeah. So my, my face is usually the same, but... Um, I'll say most of the face setting in any game, give or take, kind of sucks. No, no. Well, I will say Mass Effect was good. Even in the first Mass Effect, the face yeah. setting was good. For what, I mean, for what it was back like, in 2007, it was yeah, ridiculously true. good. For now, what they updated to is actually really good, too. Um, I think Bioware has always been actually pretty good about it. Well, I'll say this. When faces. they did Inquisition and they show off that character creation, yeah. I was blown away by that. Yeah, that was cool. I even have stuff that lets you do more, like the oh, mod really? that lets you... So I know there's like there's mod even more. Um, I'll save that for another topic too. <laughs> um, but specifically with uh, you playing back to back, all the graphics are pretty much the the same. Yes. Like having your shepherd be like look exactly the same is right incredible. Uh, especially because I played all three games back in 2017. I played them all back to back to back, and I installed the mods to make them all have higher graphics because they have. Um, Shit, what's it called? Uh, a lot of textures. A L O T uh, is the mod for all three games. Oh. They have <laughs> okay. I was like A L O T. It's literally called a lot. Like yeah. that's just okay, the, that's gotcha. like the mod pack for I textures, yeah. and it's like two K to four K textures for everything in the game. So I'm gonna go murder my graphics card. They also do sh- no. It's probably okay for the old games because it's still like they're not that big. It's okay. only like two gigs of. Two or three gigs of textures. It's a lot for the second game. I think is the biggest. Like the second game is like seven gigs of textures. There's also shaders. You can import different faces and stuff like that. Like they have a lot of thing eye fixes and stuff like that. Hmm. So I downloaded all of those mods for all three games and played through. I tried to play through the first one. I think I got maybe halfway, and then I just I made. There's a website where you can make your own save. Like just select the options, and it yeah. gives you a save. Uh, that's already made of that. Because I played through like half in, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I just like, it's just <laughs> unplayable. Like, I could not. No, there is, it. it was like, I think like the repetitive scenery is what like, it was drove just like, me to almost scenery, insanity. Just, the gameplay was bad. Like, it was just hard to play. I just didn't want to like, I didn't want to play. <laughs> like, yeah. it sucked playing any class but like soldier in the first mess. <laughs> no. Like, it just like, I it feel was really bad. bad that Especially like, having all these weapons that you can't use, you know? Like, I f- yeah. Nah, I feel really fun. bad that they like kind of like went on this little. I don't know, just like this whole thing of this announcement where it's like, hey, we're improving the Mako's vehicle controls. And I went in-game, and I immediately turned it off because I thought the new controls sucked. 
I was okay with the new controls. Yeah, I didn't like it. I actually liked it way better than the old one. I didn't like it. I did not like the old controls for the Mako. They both sucked. <laughs> I mean, they both sucked, but I did <laughs> like you. It felt way more grounded. I liked I liked it feeling more grounded than it flopping everything. No matter like, what, though, I kind of always feel like the vehicle is going to tip over in some sense or not make it up that. I flipped over hill. the vehicle in the original <laughs> game. I flipped over the vehicle constantly. I flipped over the vehicle once. With the new controls? The entire playthrough with the new controls. That was it. Interesting. Once. Maybe I didn't go off enough like hills to... You might have had your camera control thing turned on weird or like just like boosted at weird times or something, but like... Maybe. Because I did it because I ran into like a sniper tower and oh. boosted at the wrong time and I flipped and I ended up stuck upside down. And even that, like you're able to rock back and forth and like flip yeah. yourself back. Now, I know if you held the space bar, it would turn the vehicle over. Um, at least on I PC tried that. Controls. Mine didn't. Uh, oh, really? But like, I had to like rock back and forth, hold space bar, and then like boost. And the then, one like, thing I didn't like boost. is before it was a simple press to activate the boosters. So you could press it, it'll leap you into the air, and you could press in mid air again to like, get like a double jump kind of. You can do that. No, I could. You do have that. to hold down to activate. No. Yeah. No, I didn't have 100%. to do that. I did not have to do that. I was <laughs> doing that all the time back? because even when you're boosting, if you're trying to get up a mountain, you actually get up further up the mountain if you tap it instead of hold it. Really? <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to hold it. Maybe your keyboard's broken. No. <laughs> he always faults me into this. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> it's, I a, actually... it's a very user-specific. <laughs> yeah, because I specifically used to just hold it. And same for boosting, too, because if you boost... um, um. If you boost in bursts, it actually gets you further before the boosters like run out of of juice. Hmm. So if you're like trying to go up a mountain, you can like tap and tap, like boost, and also I could double jump as well. Hmm. You didn't go much far because like the jumping didn't really like get no. too far. Like it was not. Something was like the same far. momentum kind of. Um. But anyway, yeah. So I had played the game. So I had skipped one because like I couldn't have played it. I went to two, and the textures looked really, really good. And I was able to play through that. And then I had played three with the texture mod, and it was really, really good. Um, But the character changed so much over all three oh, games, no, even yeah, with yeah. the textures. Like, going from one to two, I was like, my character looks just different. Like, you know? And right. even, like, the voice sync and stuff was so much different. Yeah. All of that seemed, like, almost, you know, coherent. Like, there's obviously some lighting change and stuff like that between all three games, but there's nothing, like, ridiculously crazy about going from like one to two to three you know right um i think that was one of my like just slight pet peeves with the game is like they kind of i guess when they re-released it as legendary edition they took away the option to change graphic settings because more or less is already maxed out uh i yeah. wish there was you're able to fine tune it just a little bit uh i think you can in the like any settings you can still change a lot yeah of i was stuff, trying to find but, that but i couldn't um because you can also, I think in 2 and 3, you can actually unbound the the Omni button. Like, you don't need a mod for that. You can actually just change that in the any settings. I don't know why that's not a key configuration yeah. in the settings, but I guess they added that into the any for 2 and 3 because okay. it's fucking annoying. I hate, still hate that. I wish they made those improvements, but because it's a remaster instead of a remake, like, I get it, but yeah. they made other improvements that I just wish they, like, followed along yeah. with that. But to go along with what, well, I don't know if you said it in this section or just the last section, but you talked about um, not having the DLC and now you have the DLC yeah. and stuff like that. I think that also is a huge point of why I think this is a great thing to do because one, I 
Mass Effect's like one of the greatest trilogies in a video game. Of course. Um, like I really can't think of another like trilogy of games that is as good, in my opinion. I you know? honestly can't I... really think of many that well re-releasing as a trilogy like altogether. Or like re-releasing. Um, you have Halo. Like I'll count Halo. Like uh, Halo's like a saga, but like I'll count. Yeah, yeah. Like Halo, I think so, would count. But like that's I good. Not as good as Master. It was Chief. cool that they re-released those for the Master Chief Collection. I also thought it was okay that even though they took their time to space out the PC yeah, sure, releases, the PC that was. I mean, fun. like uh, to be fair, but they're all like a month or two apart. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it wasn't originally slated to come out on right. PC. So, I mean, but, I, I get that. Like, they did release all of it together um, on Xbox when it came out. Two so. other games come to mind, which would be the Spyro Reignited Trilogy and the mm -hmm. Crash Bandicoot Warped. I think it was Warped. Mm -hmm. So, those are the only, the only other games I can think of that came out as a release in a trilogy. Mm -hmm. I Nothing else comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, there's other things that you could. Like, Borderlands had the Handsome Jack collection. That's, that was the that is true. Game. And that was one, two in the pre-sequel. Did that include all DLCs? Mm-hmm. Oh, it did. Nice. Yeah. I think that's the biggest improvement that re-releasing trilogies has is the DLCs. I think specifically in this instance of a story game, though, it basically integrates these DLCs to be the main part of the story. Yeah. Like, well, I think it was. I was talking about the the. We will actually we won't spoil it, but there is a specific DLC in three. There's actually in two. There's a major DLC that I think uh, very specifically should have been part of the main game because it actually adds quite a bit and leads into a lot of stuff in three. Can you give me a hint? Because I'm kind of blanking here, and I just um, beat two. <laughs> uh, well, I can name the actual DLC. It's the Shadow Broker DLC. Oh, okay. That right. should have been in the main game. Yeah, that in definitely. Two. Like, because it leads into three. Yeah. Like, there's a huge character in three that, like, is affected by that DLC. Right. And I didn't ever have that DLC. So when I went back and I played in 2017, I played Mass Effect 2. I didn't have any of the DLCs. No. Well, because obtaining it on PC was very odd. Yeah, they had, had the, to do, you had to go through the Bioware store. You had yeah, to go through the Bioware like, store, right. and then they had their, like, own currency, like, Bioware points. You had points. Bioware points, so you had to do Even so. with Origin, you had to use Bioware points. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't I didn't want to do that anyway, because all very the DLCs when I played method. in 2017 were still... Because they were charging the same price as um, Microsoft points. Yeah, but also, it was in 2017, it was still full price for the DLC. Yeah, it was still, yeah. like, $25 for That's the DLC. That's just, like, Sims, Sims DLC, too. It's just, yeah, so I didn't want to do that, and they also never released it as, like, a pack. Like, the one thing I like about modern games now is that they at least have, like, a Game of the Year edition that has all yeah, the DLC, yeah. and that game usually goes on sale for $25. I'm kind of glad that's become a standard. Well, I did that with uh, Inquisition. So I played Inquisition on, on EA Play, then played through the entire game. I wanted to play all the DLC. I went to go buy the DLC for the game because I was like, I already have EA Play, so why am I going to buy the full game? I just buy the DLC. Yep. But I was going to buy the DLC... I think for all the DLCs, it was going to be $45, or I could buy the Game of the Year edition of the game for $20, and right. I get all the DLCs, and I get to keep the game when I get rid of EA Play if I ever do. So I was like, that's worth it, so yeah. I just did that. Um, yeah. But when I went back in 2017 and played Mass Effect 2, I didn't have that DLC, so the character that's part of that DLC in 3, when I like brought my character over, they're already just the Shadow Broker. They're just like, yeah, I'm the Shadow Broker now. That's it. The game just like 
it's like uh, fair. Yeah. So if you're gonna do that, like you should just have fair. this big explanation. Yeah. There's another DLC in two that um uh the reason your ship gets grounded when you start three. This isn't really spoiler. No, you you know that's a fair point because I was like in that DLC, that made sense. Yep. And it gives when you I a went reason to, that you're you're grounded. When and I went to three, I was like, why am I here? Yeah, so and I, was like, and I didn't and have what, that DLC in twenty seventeen. So when you start, you're just like, yeah, ah, I didn't because you told me about that. I'll go, I go, yeah. what? What's that? Uh huh. Yeah, it's just like you're just like, yeah, you're just grounded. And then I was like, like, oh, yeah. what's the reason for me being here? And then when I went They're to three, like, yeah. this playthrough, <laughs> just I was grounded. like, okay, that makes sense. Because right. I also saved that to the very end as well. Right, and I will say they probably didn't originally think of that, but they thought of a reason to do those things and that's probably when they came up with their ideas for three or maybe they already had their ideas for three hmm. when they were making two dlc do you think like maybe they just didn't have time to make it into it... the final game well i think the the developers asked to put more dlc in you know yeah. like i'm okay with dlc because i i actually i like a narrative dlc better than like cosmetic dlc no, and definitely um, Which I feel like we're kind of rolling and multiplayer DLC, <laughs> huh? We're we're straying further away from that as we get further like into. Well, there's almost new like, age yeah. Gaming. I can't think of the last game that's had like story. I guess like Metro has story DLC, yeah, yeah. kind of. Um, but no, like that Fallout Three DLC, like Fallout Four's DLCs were okay, but they had both. They had cosmetic DLCs and they had right, the whole creation club. DLCs, but I actually really liked. My leg uh, is starting. Cramp here. Sorry. That's okay. um, the way I'm sitting. That's my fault. Um, I think that um, having those DLCs is fine, but when you release them as like this big, like, like trilogy and having access, and they're just part of the story now. Like everyone that plays this game now has these DLCs, and they all have this full, complete story. Yeah. Um, is huge. Like Inquisition. There's a DLC in Inquisition that takes place after the main game. Like, you beat the main game, you, like, go to the end, and then there's a button you push that says start this DLC. And you go, like, okay. The DLC takes place, like, a year after all the events of the, like, beginning of the game. Okay. It is the best DLC I think that's ever come out for a game. Okay. Like, or up there. It's, like, my top three DLCs because you get to see all the characters after everything has happened. So you get to, like, kind of, like, get a glimpse of of what's happening it sets up the next game perfectly okay. and it answers a bunch of questions about the ending of the original game so it's like they should have just come of, out in the game speaking of um so i want to kind of like sorry to bring the old topics back but the e3 yeah did ea do a presentation this year and if they did did they like show anything further on the, the new no, dragon I don't, I don't think they did a presentation oh. i'm pretty sure unless they did i have no idea i have no idea either so um, I'm a game. Definitely guys. no, n- definitely no <laughs> Dragon Age Four stuff because I would, I would know, I would seen a lot about it. <laughs> um, um, but there's a DLC in Mass Effect Three that's like that. There's actually two DLCs under Mass Effect Three. There's a DLC that you commented on before. There's yeah. a DLC that adds a new character into the game. And I'm kind of excited to experience these. <laughs> yep, I actually got to experience it because I actually had all the Mass Effect 3 DLC when I played because when I played in 2017, I had EA Play and the DLCs were included with 3. It's not with 2 and 1 for some I reason. I bought 3. Actually, I got 3 in a Humble Bundle sale yeah. back in like 2013, mm-hmm. I want to say. So it was many, many years later, I want to say like 2016-ish, I bought a DLC. Yeah. Or it was for the so I could play multiplayer. Um, 
there's something involved in that, but I didn't play any of the single player. Cause For like, free? yeah. Oh. So, cause we like, we were just like screwing out the multiplayer. I'm like, oh my God, this is actually pretty fun. And is that when you played all three together in 2016? My, the last time I played, <laughs> the last time I played a game for Mass Effect was 2015. So I know, you've never beaten three? No, I did. Oh, in 2016? 2015. Oh, I thought, okay. Yeah. I thought you said in 2016 you bought the multiplayer for three. No, no, I bought a DLC. I think that was required for multiplayer. Got it. Yeah. Um. So going back and like experiencing everything new has been very fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy how. Because I actually think, funny enough, that we're talking about that. Um, I am on a DLC right now, that I had no idea that existed in the game. I'll just say it involves um an Asari. That was a criminal. <laughs> a DLC. Omega. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> there um, you go. <laughs> but you could have just said Omega. Right. I didn't want to like throw it. That's like, not really, dude. Yeah, there is. Look, there are many spoilers. The name like... of the DLCs are all. There. I don't. I don't know what the names are. It's the Omega DLC, the okay. Citadel DLC, um, the one that we were talking about that adds a character to it. I don't actually think that's named. What it's supposed to be named. Um, I don't and know. then, um, I think there's just those three. And then they had some like other DLCs, like the servers pack for armor. And, yeah. So there was um, one. Actually, I want to see real quick. Stuff like that. Those were all cosmetic ones. But, um, yeah, I, I played Mass Effect three in twenty seventeen with that DLC. Like, cause again, I had all the DLCs for for three when I played through it last time, and I honestly thought that was part of the story because I actually think like that was when I, for the first time, beat. Three was in 2017. Oh, there was a DLC called Pinnacle Station, and that will be missing from. Is that three? Uh, I I had all the DLCs for three. I don't think that's three. That might be two. Oh, it's one. one. Mass Effect One Pinnacle Station. Okay, that's what's missing from the trilogy. Got it. Um, which I think it re- revolved around them not having the source code for. Yeah, so. it was something like that. But yeah, I guess I uh, the deal season one I never played, but there were some really cool ones like the asteroid one. And that was really cool. Yeah, when and I experienced that, there was no because I never played that either. Like I yeah. didn't have any of the deal seasons well, for. When you also do, told so. me about that, <laughs> I told you to do that one later because. But like no, there was that, and I thought your that was a DLC that was in two. I thought you were mixing the games up because they're very similar with the there's races. A, yeah, because there's a mission <laughs> in two that's a DLC. Uh, I guess that which leads involving into an asteroid. Yeah, they're both, they both involve asteroids, which leads into three, right? Um, yeah, because as a reward in one, you get a like a you could choose a, a weapon, armor, or a mod. I think yeah, or I like think a it's tool, a biotic mod or, or um, yeah. Um, and I told I think I told you to choose armor. And I think I chose yes. to do armor or weapon, but also do it later because the stats yes, yes. stack depending on your level. Yep. So, um, you know, because they tier things from one to ten. In, oh, do they? Uh, Actually, I had no idea. That's how game. they worked. Yeah. I guess that makes sense because as you get They're like Roman numerals, you didn't. I didn't think of that because like some weapons go up to. Actually, I think I had a weapon that was ten. It would be X. I would have said X. Yeah. Yeah. I one. think there might actually be eleven in. Are you sure it goes like? Well, it goes probably one to right. ten. But yeah, it's like the well, there's certain get mods that don't. So some mods go up to six, yeah, and then or five, 
and then there's a different mod that does the same thing that combines two mods together yeah. that start at six and right. go to ten. So like so, you had like the, I, I did think it was pretty cool as know. weapons and the progression all that leveled up you unlock more slots too. Yeah, so as you started, I think at six like level six weapons had three slots for mods. Uh, they had the ammo slot and then they had two attachment slots. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those those go up to ten, um, and then same with armor and stuff like that. So if you were level like twenty seven or whatever and you went and got armor, you mm-hmm. would get level 10 armor instead of, you know, if you went at, like, level 20 and did it, you would get, like, level 6 armor. Right. Something like that, so you would find stuff better. To be fair, I actually think the one I got was level 8, because I think I did it when I was level 25 or something like that. Okay. Never found a better piece of armor. So nope. Never fucking found better armor. The cool thing was I started a new game plus to try and get some of the achievements, so I yeah. played for, like, 10 minutes or whatever. You get to keep all your armor and stuff oh, like really? that. And it unequips stuff from your other characters oh and it also unequips stuff from so you they're, they're back as at well level one so i have two of those armors now oh no you're still your leveling is still up there but oh. those characters aren't in your party so what stays the currency everything stays oh except because the characters aren't in your party yet because gotcha. the story hasn't like, I see. gone on i'm sorry <laughs> you're good just getting leg cramps here <laughs> that's right you can cut it out um cut <laughs> I'm including that now. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Cut it out. Um, I, I can't do the hand gestures, but get me. But yeah, it made it made everything feel way more complete having all the DLCs there. Um, I think like including. I'm jealous of all the new players that get to experience that. Like I'm watching a specific streamer, Old Man Broski, play through all of the games. And he started with the first game, and he was like, oh, you know, like, this is, like, okay. And then as he got into the story, he was like, this game's fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, then he went on to 2, and he was like, I, 2 is so good. Like, yeah. you know, like, this I is crazy. I still think out of the entire trilogy, that's my, that's the best one. My opinion has changed a lot now. Um, is it because you have all the DLCs available? Or? I think it's because I have all the DLCs. I've played all the games, and they've all been updated to be relatively on the same level. Um and so I have a different opinion that I, I don't like a lot of the things into. Um, so specifically, I don't like... Um, they were just doing this to because they needed to put out a game that was relatively on par with like what was out at the time. So they took two and they made it way less open world in a sense. Right. And they they sectioned off everything into missions and they have the end card screen and like you finish a mission and it goes mission ended like yeah. your summary and stuff I like honestly, that. I honestly, when I played that game for the first time since like, I want to say 20, probably like late 2014 mm-hmm. um, before I got into three, I was like, what is this? I was like, I don't remember this. I, <laughs> yeah. I do not like the mission screen. I definitely don't I, because it makes the game feel a lot smaller segmented yeah. the story's still good here's the thing that mass effect you know 2 what? i think has the best in in all three games characters yeah i think all the characters are legitimately written really well and their their loyalty missions are all ridiculous there was good. one character i didn't really care for that was zaid well it's a dlc character so, yeah i know, you know. but even <laughs> kasumi was better i didn't have i didn't get to play with them the first time i ever played mass because i didn't have any dlc oh. for mass effect 2 so i never got them so those so I back and I um i don't want to admit to it but i did buy them afterwards but i definitely did pirate the two dlcs 
No, I, yeah. It I was just a simple installer. Yeah, all. no, no. I, I, I feel like at one point I might have pirated DLCs for other games, like, earlier. Like, maybe some of the Fallout 3 stuff, if I remember correctly, because that was really easy to do for Fallout 3, because you just had to input the data file <laughs> yeah. into yeah. the mod folder. <laughs> so it was really easy, but... Uh, I can't remember if I did that because I might have gotten the game a year for Fallout when I had. I definitely did for New Vegas, but um, um my I I'll say there's one thing I didn't like about now having all three games available in one instance. It's like yeah. the inconsistency between how they represent like the Citadel, right? Yeah, sure. I yeah, so the like, way it looks, I the way it looks, and just like how the areas you can roam so around. So it in. makes sense to, if you look at one in three. They're actually the same. If you look at the windows in the hospital in three, no, that's sure. You can see but a it's lot like of the it embassies, being the same. which I guess kind of makes sense. The embassies make sense because all the embassies got destroyed. destroyed. Right. So, I, but I, the thing is, is I, what I don't get is from one to two, is you're still in the same embassy. No, you're in a different spot. No, no, it's the same. It's exa- I can tell you for a fact, it's the same because I sent you that screenshot. And when I panned out because of the photo You're mode. in similar floors, but you're not in the same, like, area, though. Like, you're you're still not... Like, when you go to meet the council, yeah. you don't actually meet them. You meet them in an office space. In... You know, in, in two. When you go to two, because when you first... Be, be in two, you go to the Citadel to meet Anderson and yeah. Udina. That's and the original you embassy. The, you meet the, the new council or the old council depending on your choice in the first one right you meet them in their office through hologram you don't actually go see them right. in person but ever. that embassy that udina's office is yeah. the same as the first one it's not destroyed though because no. you go by taxi though and you can look at the windows they're the same but was that where no because remember you're talking about you go to the presidium yeah to meet the the council yeah you go to like the Citadel Towers, right? To meet the council, right? And then you have the embassies where you go and meet them. They're they're separate places, like they are two separate places. Sovereign only attacked like that specific tower where right. you ride the elevator up. Yeah, that was the only thing where. But he, I like, just don't landed. understand like the reasoning for changing Udina's location entirely. They probably moved him to just and, like separate even CSEC as well. Unless I'm assuming. CSEC. Well, they they changed CSEC because they changed the procedures. Now, when you walk out uh, where you land, you're landing in a different docking bay now. Yes, uh, that's what I'm saying. So, like, unless you're just in whole separate. So three and one, you land in the, the same Citadel. docking bay because they're still rebuilding the docking bay and stuff like that. Because gotta remember, stuff did get attacked still. Yeah. Okay, so that were, makes more sense. And they were doing that. Yeah, two is being everything's being rebuilt into. They even talk about that because you can talk to Commander Bailey. Yes. Or, sorry, Captain Bailey in two, and you could ask him about. Uh, the different locations. He's like the Sakara wards are like, uh, you know, like they're okay, but like you know the uh, old whatever wards downstairs, those are all destroyed now, or like yeah. still yeah. being cleaned up from Geth presidents and like stuff like that. So he talks about how a lot because well, I guess to be fair, it was like two years between the first game and six months between the second and third game. Yeah, so it makes sense. Yeah. Because two, at the end of two, everything's being rebuilt and almost rebuilt. Also, I think when you go to the Citadel, you're at nighttime, I'm pretty they sure. They also say, so. in the first one? Second one. Second one. I mean, honestly, you I think if you look cause... outside, you see night. Like, if you go to, like, one of the windows that shows outside, it yeah. looks like nighttime. Mm. So, I think that might just be a two. It's a lot darker. Like, two just takes place at a darker yeah. point. Um but know, yeah, I, I mean, it's still look yeah like the inconsistencies are a little weird, but 
Now, I guess now that I'm actually kind of talking about it rather than just thinking about it, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because humans took over CSEC or like a majority of CSEC because they were the ones that saved the Citadel yeah. in, in like the attack or whatever. And they obviously became part of the council and stuff like that. Here's one inconsistency that I don't like. And this is a bit of a spoiler. So if you haven't played Mass Effect, like spoiler alert. We're gonna okay, get so we're talking. We're using this as a spoiler, but not the other thing. What other thing? <laughs> the DLC. Oh, I didn't say the names. Of, like I didn't. No, but we're gonna DLC. talk about this. Yeah, I'm specifically now. Well, All now right. we're having a hard point of okay, like this okay, is fair now enough, spoiler enough. talk. Fair and enough. I add a little graphic at the bottom that says Mass Effect spoiler. Okay. Um. You at the end of the first game can choose who you want to be counselor. Yes. Uh. So I always choose Anderson. Yes. He makes a way better option. Then in two, he is the counselor. Like he is like on the council. Yep. You talk to him, he does things, he sanctions things. Beginning of three, he's, he's not, not there anymore. Yep. They don't ever mention now Udina's counselor no matter what. What the fuck happened? <laughs> they don't ever it talk about makes him me... changing. Like it I think they just like I think they needed Anderson to stay on Earth. So they needed him to not be counselor. So they were just like, ah, that's just. I'm sure though like, we're talking it. about this because what I do love is when they make like things that don't have like an in between in games. They eventually make a comic for, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure there's a comic that would probably explain that. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, they're probably yeah. The six, not, like, I think some, there is a comic that novel. talks about the six months in between, like what yeah. happens. So, and I'm sure Anderson just stepped down to rejoin the military or whatever because he hated the politician life. Because he even talks about into that he hates being a politician. Right. right. So, like, I I can see that, but it's just like I don't like that they did that. No. Like um... I, because here's the thing that's really great. Here's why Mass Effect to me is still one of the best trilogies and just RPG story games, in my opinion, is one, carrying stuff over from every game. It Like, it's not perfect. There's things that obviously, like, you're like, I made this ridiculous... Like, everyone's biggest critique is in the first game, you can choose to save the council or kill the council. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you choose, it doesn't really have an effect. Like, there's no, no long-term I, bad right. effect from you're that. Right. Because if you save them... They still don't fucking help you in two, and they still don't fucking help you in three. Right. So it doesn't matter if you save them. If you killed them, people go, you fucking, you hate aliens, you bastard. And that's it. <laughs> they they still help you and give you things if you're fucking yeah. Shepard and they're an alien. They still, like, nothing bad comes of either thing. The only big thing that happens is in three, you get the Destiny Ascension if you save them. You get an extra war asset and some special dialogue. That's it. About the, the Destiny Ascension, because it's still around. Huh. Um, that's the only thing that happens. And in every game, the council mentions that you save them. That's you know, that's what you get. There's no huge. We ever thing. see like that that diagram where it's like it shows the doors where it's like A B C for like game one, then game two is like yeah. A B C, and then game three it's like A B C, but then it just leads to one door at the very end. Yeah, I, that was people's biggest critique for three. But here's what I think, because because I think people think there were a lot more. In in one and two, there were more choices of dialogue because you had three. You had option one, option two, option three, mm-hmm. pretty much for everything. There were some in each game where you had five options, like all the wheels were open besides the middle wheel, and they all had a consequence on like right. the future of that conversation. Most of the time, it was just one and two. Most of the time, options like middle option and top option, because obviously top option's good, bottom option's usually yeah. renegade. Not bad, but just like more badass like tough yeah. like you know 
and middle option was usually just in between and usually led still one way or the other. Like middle option was usually like it still led to a good outcome or led to a bad outcome. You just didn't know what outcome it would lead to, you know? Like it wasn't always just the middle option, which is why I think they just went with good option, bad, like, like, you know, good dialogue, badass dialogue, you know? Like, right. Because Renegade isn't necessarily bad. Like I've seen a lot of the Renegade options yeah. now and they don't make you a bad person. You're just more of a hard ass, you know? Yeah. Um, So it's more like softy hard ass, you know? Like, right. um. I think, like, I think it made it easier for them to write the game, obviously, because they probably had more con- time constraints and stuff because it was the biggest series and most anticipated game mm-hmm. that EA probably, like, gave them this really tight time constraint and probably just made it easier to have those options. I still feel like you have all of the investigative options. I actually think 3 does a really, really, really cool thing where if you go into an investigative option, like you go to investigate and you ask them a question, yep. it changes the original dialogue. Like It does, you're right. Or it adds additional. Yeah, or it adds an additional thing. So like if so, if someone was just like, you know, uh, they entered through here and you have two options, you have like, wow, this sucks, we have to do something, or like, I'm going to go kick their ass, you know? Yeah. And then you have an investigate option or a third option that's just like, but are you okay? Yeah. And the person goes, oh, I'm upset they let him through. Like, the original two options changed. Yeah. You, like, oh, you did your best, or like, you should have done better. two you know? had something similar, though. Two had some stuff, and I recall but, a conversation being with Jack, specifically. But it didn't change the original dialogue. No. It just added a separate tree on the side. Right. So it would be investigative option, and then you had a top and bottom option right. if your renegade or paragate were were high enough or it would just be like a top option or just a bottom option right but it still kept that original dialogue there i like that this made you finish your dialogue you know like it right. made you finish that conversation like, before like it went bonus back to the points original. for it was just like time to go it just made something. more sense because it would always be so weird like you would ask a question you'd be like oh but are you okay and they would be like yeah like you know i'm still upset about this and you would be like we have to go get them. And it's like, well, you didn't answer. You asked <laughs> right. me this question that, that you didn't answer. That's actually one of the like, things where I guess you, know? you kind of point that out. And it's like, well, I wouldn't normally lead into it like that, but all right. <laughs> I will, I also will say Mass Effect has the best goodbyes. Like, especially three, if you go talk to someone. Like, I remember you can talk to Admiral Anderson sometimes on the yeah. VidCom. And he's basically just there so you can ask him, like, for the galactic readiness and stuff like that. You can yeah. ask him updates on the world because your choices have an impact on, like, the rest of the right. galaxy. And I remember clicking on him, but I asked him everything already, so I clicked on him, and he was like, Shepard, did you need something? And you're just like, no, I just thought I'd check in. And he's like, all right, you should go out and do something. Yeah. Like, you know, now, my just, favorite like, thing was, because you, know, you mentioned like, that, um, it was just something very little, but like whenever you talk to Joker, and he's like, all right, I better uh, get back to whatever, he'd be like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, Commander. Yeah, because it's really funny, because in other games that Bioware makes, even like Dragon Age, you'll go talk to someone, and you just say goodbye, and you're just like hey, do you need something? And they just go, bye, and they leave. <laughs> and that's it. And it's like, that's not a conversation. No. Like, you know, I really, like, liked it. So I think 3 did a lot of good stuff with the dialogue. Um, I I, I don't think 2 is my favorite. I still think 2 did a lot of really cool things that a middle game could do, though. The suicide mission crazy like i think that is is why i actually really like all three mass effect games and why mass effect is my favorite trilogy is because me and you when we first started hanging out we talked about our playthroughs of the game because i was going through and replaying them at the time and i talked about beating them and you were like oh man like this and this i was like yeah well i had this character do this thing and you were like 
that character's alive for you? Like, <laughs> yeah. they do. I was like, yeah. Like, you get special dialogue and special options, and and different scenes have different characters, and like, that is really cool. Like, the one reason I actually really like Old Man Broski's playthrough right now is he has made options that I never would have made. You know. Sure. Because he tried to play Shepard in a very specific way that I didn't. Like, I tried to play a very the nice understanding Shepard. Shepard. Yeah. yeah, and he tried to play a very, like, hard-ass but fair Shepard. So he's very split between Paragon and Renegade. Yeah. He'll sometimes choose it, but if he, if it, you know, if he's focused on the mission and he wants to get the job done, he'll fucking do a Renegade option because he's like, yeah. get yourself together, we're on a fucking mission, you know? Yeah. And um, so he has a lot of things that, like, I wouldn't have have done and he's had characters die like one he killed ashley um oh really and ashley killed rex oh in the first game yeah like because a lot of times you kill rex like because right if, he, if you don't do you. the uh-huh his in this one ashley killed rex and then he killed ashley in the the mission in the first the one ending, yeah and i usually save ashley i usually try and save rex but it's if not, funny because like i it's weird playing this playthrough i definitely have more sympathy for Caden. I still killed him off. But I learned that Ashley is a big racist. <laughs> yeah, in the first game, she tells you she's a racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a lot of dialogue I missed on my first playthrough. Um. Yeah, she's she's definitely a big racist. I actually like Caden because he's the voice actor for a character in KOTOR in the Knights of the Republic, the the first one. Okay. Uh, he's like a main companion. Huh. So I actually really like his voice actor. So like Karth? I only, huh? He's Karth, yeah, in the first game. They're huh. the same voice actor. And they actually sound exactly the same, too. They <laughs> no, also have the same temperament it, as well. Now that like, you uh... say it, it definitely <laughs> sounds familiar. Weren't they both released around the same time? Uh, KOTOR was released in 2001. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, language. Uh, 2000... You could swear. I think I said fuck like a bunch of times. On uh, <laughs> Language? Uh, 2004 was the second KOTOR. Um, I see. Wow. Yeah. Yikes, I was really off in time. <laughs> um, but I think that is the coolest thing. And he, he on the suicide mission, so I, I, on the first time I ever played Mass Effect 2, I accidentally saved everyone. Like, I didn't mean to. I just happened to, like, choose the correct characters and have done sure. their loyalty missions. So I, I accidentally made all the right decisions, I guess. You know, like, I didn't know I was going to do that. So they all lived for you you had a few people like a few key people that i kept alive die uh the only one i can think of actually there's just one person that's morden yeah that's because um, i didn't do everyone's loyalty mission at the time yeah and so he played and the thing is right i know that they actually replaced some of these characters like one of the biggest thing is if rex dies in the first one you have his brother who is the leader oh, of the krogan in the second one i don't it's weird because i don't think he ever actually but you get cool dialogue because in the third game, I don't want to spoil this. You'll, you'll, actually, you'll see. I don't want to spoil it. Sure. But anyway, in the third game, his brother's still there. Like, his brother is a, still a person. So if you killed Rex and you played through the second game, you meet his brother in the second game. And then right. you have him in the third game. But if you kept Rex alive, you meet his brother in the third game. Okay. And you get special dialogue and stuff like that. So I, I know that at some point you're going to have to replace a character with somebody, right? Sure. At some point something's going to happen. But I think it's still makes things easier it probably opens up new options as well to be able to like end something in a specific way sure. um well there is the asari what was her name oh god samara samara you yeah. can kill her save the daughter yep uh and the daughter is in and the, i guess you could romance the daughter, the daughter too yeah you die though so I actually, oh. yeah, I don't know if you knew that. I <laughs> no. looked it up. Cause, I uh, See, I read something. It was like someone 
didn't put a spoiler tag, but they go, it doesn't play well for you, play out well for you. Yeah, so That's she says it. she says that the reason people have died, like the reason people die when she does the Asari like intimate right. thing is because their will isn't strong enough. Right. And she says that your will is strong enough. So if you and her survive the suicide mission, she actually does it with you and you die. <laughs> so what is it just like roll credits or I, I don't I don't think I've I don't know I don't know if I, I watch weird. it or they say it or whatever, but like that yeah. is a thing, you know? So <laughs> uh I guess you could go watch it. So I don't know how that works if you import your character into the third game. I don't know if it just like rolls back that that didn't happen so maybe that character's like not there but i think that guys what's cool is you can at least see stuff you know yeah. like even the absence of stuff still kind of says something about the story um because you have a lot of extra missions that you probably don't get in in three because certain characters are alive or not alive like in in only Bursi's playthrough tolly died in the in the suicide mission I had no idea you could even do that because she's a she's a companion. So does she get replaced with a different companion in three? You know, yeah. like they actually made all the characters in. I don't know if this is because of the DLC, but like Jack, for instance, is a playable companion. She has a skill tree and stuff like that. Because in one of the DLCs, you actually can go on a mission with her and you can upgrade her skill tree and stuff in like three. that. In three. I actually found out there's a lot of characters you can upgrade skill trees on. Yeah, so there must be, it must replace, like, she might just be replaced. Because yeah. it'd be weird if all these one... people died in the suicide mission. Because you can have a lot of people die in the suicide mission. I was doing the Omega mission. one, and you could do Arya. That makes sense, though. And you could do, what was it, Nier, Nima or whatever? Well, that makes sense because they're your only companions. Right, so that but it's sense. just, like, playable well, so, companions like that sense. Right. It's like, but that makes sense because like you need them on the DLC. Sure. So like I'm not that surprised. I'm surprised Jack has a skill tree though. She's not a playable character right. in three. Which and actually, the skill tree is different than two. So they had to, to make the that up. Shadow you know? Broker DLC. Yeah. And there's like one instance where um You play with Liara in the second yeah. game. And, and you I had no idea. Him. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I never could, did that in the first one. Because you have to go to the squad. My first playthrough. Yeah. And I was like, and when I did this one, because it was insanity, I was like, why am I getting my ass kicked? I was like, this is so hard. Yeah, she's level and one I pressed and escape, and I saw, the, the, I saw the squad menu blinking, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, you learn something new every day. Yeah, so I just, like, I, I, I definitely, he's made me want to just go back and play again now. Like, and I don't think, every time I've gone through and played the Mass Effect games, I've not wanted to go do that because... I don't want to play the first game again. Sure. But I'm really excited to do that. I would love to do a new game plus of all three I games think if I did, through. I um, definitely wouldn't be as heavy in the exploration. Yeah, no, no. I'm definitely not going to do planet exploration. I'm definitely not. Because I also know what missions really have dialogue things. Right. What I will say, though, is what's cool is, like, the Cerberus missions, for instance, those are all side quests. Like, they're not even big, important missions in the no, first game. but there's some dialogue that still You get dialogue it. from it, but that's not even a thing that it talks about no. in the thing when you transfer your character over. Like, stuff like that's cool. Yeah. Like, it's not a big option, because in 2, you could do the comic where you decided your right. options, uh, the interactive comic. So you wouldn't actually have made that decision. So that's like a little extra something you get for actually going through and and playing the game. Right. You know? Um, so, yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. There's always, like, cool stuff like that. Even if it's, like, included or cut, which I guess is I want to kind of, like, kind of segue into the next part where yeah. we talked about it earlier, how there's cut content. Yeah, there's an Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, there's a DLC. there's an Anderson. So or Anderson. So, yeah, um, so I guess we're still in spoilers. So. 
But in uh, obviously in Mass Effect Three, no matter what you do, Anderson dies. Like it's just part of the yes. game. But like and, this one extends the dialogue yeah, with him. Yeah, you don't have any. So you actually have some dialogue with him, but you don't. You can't actually talk to him. Yeah. Like in the game, it just says a few lines to Anderson, and that's it. This actually gives you an investigative menu, and you could talk about everything. Like it gives you like no, a full conversation. From with my him. understanding, that's not included in the trilogy, the re-release. No, like I yeah, that's why so I said to you I that there's like the extended wonder... thing. I think it was just cut. Like they just cut it all. Yeah. I know they thought it was just a better story to not have it. So that was actually one of the reasons when I found out, and I kind of wanted this is. We'll start the segue into the next yeah. one. Mod support on release. Yeah. So there is. So I think, I think every game has mod support on release in a sense. In a like, sense. Yes, I agree. There are with some you. games that you need specific modules, like like Fallout, for instance, has the creation kit or whatever. Yep. Um, well, it's which is funny because you the, mentioned that whatever, um, before but... Fallout, which is what I really appreciate that people will do is they will kind of not like reverse engineer it, but like when Fallout Four came out. There, there was, was like a, a hack, not hacked, I would say. Hacked as in like a ch- chopped up version of Skyrim's creation kit for it to work for Fallout 4. Yeah, right. They just kind of rebuilt their own tools until f- like it the was developers like, released yeah. an actual. So, or things like that. Yeah. Or like, I think when Source 2 came out for Half Life Alex, they were using, I think it was Dota 2's map editor. Mm-hmm. Which, because Dota 2 runs on Source 2. Right. So they were using like instances like that. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that like, you know, the user I mean, fan base can. I think that's because there is no official mod support for Mass Effect. That's why yet. there are mods. There were mods day one. Um, they did mention it. They said they'll investigate it. Now, how far that will go, I don't well, know. Well, <laughs> at this point for the new Mass Effect, sure, because they're probably going to have to make it on Frostbite because EA is going to make them. Yeah. Uh, which I'm, I think you, like Unreal Engine is the way to go. I think like at the end of the day, especially with UE5, like, and the like nano whatever they're calling it yeah. like that's the future like you're yeah. not going like to have sequences of like yeah because like if you can have those things change on the fly yeah i you're like going to never need load screens you right. know like cuz by know, the time it gets far enough you just deloads you a know game like that did that very early on what runescape it loaded it in sequences sure but this doesn't like the nano thing doesn't do it in like sequences like that though it adapts no, I, on the fly no, though, you're but right. it's similar to that but, but be, it's just, way it's more it's a very older technology what I'm referencing right. but right cuz like games have done that for a while like having that fade where as you get further away the like the textures will yeah. will become better yeah. you know as you get closer but because this can adapt on the fly and so quickly it's just that much more efficient and right, right. and quicker it's very cool you know it's better um, than having like those well they probably still keep something like that but the um, Jedi Fallen Order, where yeah, it's like you climb like, through right. Tomb a Raider, lot of stuff. Right, Tomb Raider has it. Gears of War had it. Uh, oh, you're, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, a lot of games have it because it's just easier than having a, a full-on load screen, especially in right. like smaller areas. Like I'm trying to think. A of lot a game, of people complain about that, but I think it's cool because it is a load. I think people complain because it is a load. So here was my biggest thing. You know, Assassin's Creed. Because I think we've talked about this before. The animus in Assassin's screen? Creed, you sit on a white floor in an endless room and you can run with your character. Yes, you know that's the load screen. Yep. People are like, that's so cool. I was like, how much faster do you think the load screens could be if there was just nothing? 
Because mm. right now it's loading. It has to run you loading. has to run your loading in, or like your running animation. has to load all of your textures on your body for you to do that. And it has to load this endless room as you're running. Maybe. So how, yeah. much, how many resources could you just get rid of and it, just faster? Sure. You know? Because it has to load something to do that, right? Like you're still taking up resources to do that. Because if you're not, why can't they just though. load the next part while you're running in the regular game? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's just like, I can't imagine as much, but I get what you're saying. It's not going to be as much because there's not buildings and people and other things right. running, but it's still, your character doesn't look like a blob, it's still loading the high resolution textures of yourself right. and the animations of yourself. Like, you're not fucking T-posing around, <laughs> you still have these full animations and the cloth physics of you running. And, I'm sure there's some explanation, and, like documentation behind it. But. I, yeah, I'm sure it like doesn't take it by that much. I would much rather just have it load faster. Yeah. And I still feel that way with these animations of people going through things. I think the biggest thing or the reason that they do that though instead of just having these zones is it most computers probably don't need the zones. I think the zones are for consoles and sure, computers like that might take longer to load. Which... Yeah, because sometimes when you're moving through those, if you have a really slow computer, it'll actually pause at the end of it and then right. like which I actually think is funny skip, um but... referring back to mods, it's Fallout 4's loading screen was tied to the frame rate. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and Which so is, is Skyrim. So I have I have mods that's for just Skyrim so and Fallout. Weird. That very, that well, very well here's weird. what's here else well so Fallout 4, I have the new monitor, the the 1440p monitor. Yep. And um it's 75 hertz. Okay. When I launch Fallout, it only caps at 37 frames per second cuz V-Sync's automatically on. But it, it doesn't just support the frame rate. It doesn't support seventy five frames per second because the speed of you in the game is tied to your frame rate. Right. So if you uncap your frame rate, you'll just fly off the map, or you'll hit a skeleton and die, or right, whatever. Right. I actually think a so, lot of physics based. Um, I think it was because Fallout. I think every game before, or they might even still use it. Havoc physics was a big thing. Havoc is in all in of the games, yeah. Pretty much every game, almost. Yeah. Unless it's like you're talking about like Rockstar's Rage Engine. Right. But like Havoc physics, and that was the thing with Halo, especially mm-hmm. why they couldn't uncap the frame rates is because everything was tied to right the physics engine. Mm-hmm. And so Fallout and Bethesda games still do that, right? Because of the creation engine, that's yep. still just what they use. And sorry, it's gonna be Creation Engine two. And they don't. <laughs> there's no. <laughs> they don't have no. an option to set your frame rate. Now you kind of, I kind of makes me wonder, and I don't know if you think this is gonna be the same way, if someone's gonna reverse engineer the current creation engine for, I guess Fallout. You mean to like up like to take Fallout Four and put it in the new engine? You mean no, like just modding way? tools essentially oh. upon release. Like I think how it depends different. on how much. I think it depends on how different it is. Yeah. I think it might be a lot different. I'm, so here's my hope, right? I'm hoping Creation Engine Two took a lot of id tech ideas since they own. But they did the multiplayer. They implemented the id tech multiplayer into the Creation. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that with Creation Engine Two, it's a big overhaul. You know? Because yeah. here's the thing, they we're still on Creation Engine One, which is technically the same Creation Engine as. Uh, I think Morrowind was Creation Engine. Yeah, the Game so, Lyro um, engine. So that actually goes back to 96, I think. Yeah, so if we're still on the same Creation Engine, they haven't deemed it enough to be Creation Engine 2, I'm really hoping that this second one is a huge update. Like, Source 1 to Source 2... Oh, that was a dramatic. Huge. Just they, lighting and and yeah. 
textures, everything. No, so I'm, I'm hoping that it's that big of an. It's update actually to pretty where cool because um, the creator Gary's mod, he is making. I don't think it was. He's calling it like another sequel to Gary's mod, mm-hmm. but he originally started developing it in Unreal Engine, and then when uh, Valve stepped up to him, like, "Hey, here's all the documentation." Yeah, they gave him thousands of pages of documentation. And he was like really impressed by like what the game and engine was capable yeah. of. Yeah, I, I mean, like I can imagine. I think, I think there's a lot of cool things that all of these engines are going to do. I yeah. think, I've seen enough projects though, like taking old games from like the '90s, yep, and putting them in Unreal Engine yep. Four, to see that Unreal Engine Four is so adaptable and easy to do that yeah. these fans of these games are making these fully fledged workable right. things. Right, you know, someone imported. Fuck, you, what was the game? It was an old Star Wars. They did they did the podcast racing game. Oh, the pod, yeah, the pod, podcast. Podcast. The pod <laughs> racing game. Jesus Christ. Yes, that was. They did cool. the pod racing game, which is from like '98 or something. Like but that was like a, that was a re remake, I guess. Like they didn't import it. It was they remade it. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they took another game from the '90s, like it was a stormtrooper game, like Star Wars game. Yeah. That uh, they did like a level that was on Tatooine. They redid. I think um, Jedi Knights yeah. as well. I guess it's just the willingness of what fans can go to. But yeah, it just but I just think like having the adaptability. An like if you ever heard the story of of Bioware for Dragon Age Inquisition trying to adapt Frostbite yeah. to have an RPG system, yeah. it's just like a nightmare. Like they right. had such a hard time doing that. The fact that fans can remake these games with these systems yeah, that's just like a in small Unreal thing, Engine. Right? What? That's like a snippet of No, they're doing what a but full it's game one is. person yeah. who's doing this thing. One person's using an Unreal Engine to adapt this thing yeah. and a whole team from a million to billion dollar company. Well, that's kind of their fault for not figure out. That's because you said it was like they didn't have the documentation. Bioware or... wanted to use Unreal Engine, and EA made a good point. They said if all of our developers use um, Frostbite, Frostbite, then we can have synergy with all golf. of these places. What I said, golf. <laughs> Golf. <laughs> they have a they have a Frostbite golfing game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Then they can have synergy, so when another company goes to make like a shooting game and they want it to be third person, yeah. they can go to Mass Effect Andromeda and be like, hey, what did you guys do? Like, what did you adapt? Let's pull some of your code and yeah. put it into our game. Sure. Or if they want to make a, another company wants to make a first person game, they can go to Battlefield think, and be like, hey, right. Shared what did you guys and... do? Let's do this. Right. But because no one had done anything besides Battlefield and this fucking engine that yeah. was designed for a first person experience, mm-hmm. they had the hardest time doing Inquisition. Like literally the hardest time. It was made for first person modern shooters and they tried to make a a fantasy uh RPG system, you know? Like it was hard. Yep. I think they said they spent three years getting a gameplay loop. Three years it yep. took them. And because it was developed by uh I think it was developed by DICE, right? Does Frostbite or Frostbite is by DICE, yep. Yeah, in Sweden. So because of the time difference, the developers from Bioware didn't have time to they would have two what, hours a day to actually Bioware's talk Canadian to Canadian French company. I think right? Bioware Austin was working on oh. was working on Inquisition. Bioware has like eight studios or something stupid. Hmm. Um in a bunch of different places. Um actually I think they've like merged, merged a bunch of them. But hmm. uh, I think it was Bioware Austin. Because Bioware Austin also did the old Republic as well, pretty sure. Um interesting. 
Um, but yeah, it, I, they only had like an hour or two a day. So that every day would just be like, well, let's just sit on our ass for Rest six for, hours yeah. until the other studio wakes up right. so we can it's fucking like do our thing. The problem with that, because like, you know, they're not going to, I mean, I guess they're on salary as is, but no one's yeah. going to want to be on call. Right. And Bioware or uh, EA gave gave Bioware full access to those devs. So like yeah. whenever they were available like that, that's what they were right. signed to do. But they that was, yeah, you know, they had like two hours a day. So it took three years to develop this fucking right. gameplay loop, you know? And EA was like, you have to put multiplayer in it, you know? And then they try that and then they were like, well, this isn't great. And they're like, ah, scrap it. Like yeah. now <laughs> add a story. Like, you know, it was just like all this confusion. It was just like, if you just right. had left them had just used... Let it- you yeah. and just let them fucking do it like you have a way better because, game like, a way better experience and the story would have been so much better and more like, well thought out unreal like, engine 3 was great and like they would have been using four four for yeah four took three and just stepped up and i was like this yep. is better and now yeah now four is just uh or five is fucking just like ran leagues above yep. <laughs> for for this um but yeah like i think like those games I think all these engines are are great. And I think Creation Engine 2 is going to be good. I think they're going to have a way better weather system for the next Fallout game. Sure. Actually, that was like one of the big things that they advertised in 76 was was the weather system. system, Right. So I think like the, I will say the gun mechanics in 76 are way, feel way more modern, even more than 4 did. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I liked a lot of those improvements. Like it felt more like a way modern shooter. And 4 felt like a way more modern shooter than 3 did, but just like. I feel like it's on par. I figure when you have a game like Rage, you know, that has ridiculously yeah. good, smooth yeah. gunplay, yeah. that if you have Creation even 2, Doom. hopefully they adapt. Or Doom, right. Just being able to adapt that into this new engine. Um, I think, like, Creation Engine always has looked beautiful, like, in its own way, because it never yeah. went for hyper-realism. No, it went right. for, like, this stylized look, and it always looked really good it had some optimization issues <laughs> i gotta say though that's the one thing i like about like um, i know a lot of game companies are kind of like leaning towards unreal engine but each engine oh, itself I think the worst thing is like they're not but yeah sorry go ahead no well that's my uh, agree to disagree on that but well, like, each like, engine i do like has their own uniqueness to it yeah no i agree i every engine's good like frostbite incredibly good for cutscenes like beautiful ridiculously well rendered cutscenes and ridiculously good destruction in like gameplay yes um like battlefield Which, 4 5 actually, and 1's campaign when they were announced really good. the next mass effect coming to frostbite yeah i was like oh man i was like imagine mass effect with frostbite destruction <laughs> andromeda has that does it andromeda's on frostbite yeah that's why andromeda was better than inquisition a little bit as far as gameplay i mean goes. i still have yet to play the game so uh there is destruction of certain things if i remember correctly but i was but just thinking like how like the but... ground can like terraform with explosions and <laughs> yeah no it's still a mass faking <laughs> okay. but like they have like destructible like cover and like pieces of technology that explode I see. and stuff that's like still that. pretty so, like, cool yeah they have a lot more stuff barrels and things that that explode um Enough companies aren't moving to you to UE. That's my. I don't issue. think so. No. I think it's a. I wonder Can if it's you like name a licensing any thing? AAA studio using UE right now that isn't like Epic, like you know that isn't <laughs> Gears of War, <laughs> you know. Maybe I just haven't really played like a lot of new games. The new they're coming out with the new Dark Souls game. They're not using or supposedly, but they're not going to be using. Well, what's Unreal Dark Engine. Souls ever using Unreal Engine? I thought no, it was their own... they have their own sh- like not shitty. I shouldn't say shitty. They have their own engine that isn't as good well, as you. It's as, Konami, as UE. right? From software, it's Konami. 
uh, it has a specific name. And it's done great for all these games, obviously, but, like, sure. you have something better, you know? Like, there is a better option. I wonder if it's, to like, to. maybe. They all don't want to pay the licensing fees. They all right. acquire I, I these, en- these companies is. for their engines. But, so, like, Unity's starting to take off, and that's a free... I don't know if they have to pay, like... Epic's free, too. When you... It, I think Unity is the same thing Isn't Epic free as, for, like, students, though? You can't, like, make I think money. it's free if you're not making money from it. I think once you actually, like, go to publish your game, you have to pay I see. fees. And I think Unity, you might have to do that with, too. I Maybe, see. You might not. I, I can ask our friend Pogo, who, uh, who is a Unity developer, uh, and he's creating a game in Unity right now, so I can ask if there's fees to later do it after or if you pay a license fee when you first get it like i know you can download Unity for free right like i could go download yeah. it right yeah, now definitely. so i don't know if you want to start like actually developing and exploring if you need fees or whatever or maybe there just are no fees and the engine itself is just like open source and free or you know um yeah like i know uni is big but like I, I just feel like every like their engines are all good and i think all these AAA developers have purchased studios to get their engine that they don't want to bite the bullet and start paying Epic for their right. engine. Right. You know? Um, but if your game's going to be that much better, why not do that? You know? Like, I I think the fees are sort of expensive for... Or the licensing fees sort of expensive for Epic. But I feel like some of these other companies are paying a licensing fee for their current engine anyway. Like, EA's not. Because EA bought DICE and right. they own frostbite so i get why they're like we already pay this fee we already paid for this thing everyone should just use this thing and we'll put a lot of money into like making it better so i get that but i'm just kind of wondering now because we're mentioning that and far cry used to use the cry engine they later renamed it to i think it was the dunia engine which updates as it goes along but i think two used cry engine and then after three it was like dunia or something like that yeah, no oh no, idea. first sorry, it was the first one, then they renamed it to on the second one. But it's like things like that, or like Amazon um bought the CryEngine as well and they oh, renamed shit. it to something else. Yeah, yeah. That's what Star Citizen runs off of. The game yet Makes to sense. be released. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like each kind of like branch off of what the game previously was. It's like these developers are building their own uniqueness onto. Well, here's what I think is also like kind of sucks is is the first Dragon Age, when it came out, which I'm trying to play through on Twitch once my internet gets fixed, I'm definitely going to keep playing because I actually had the a first. lot of fun. Yeah, the first yeah. one. I actually had a lot of fun playing through the hour I got to play of it. But um, the first one ran on its own engine. I can't remember what the fucking name of it is, but it's its own engine. And it was designed because it's a top-down like tactical right. thing that is also like third-person that you can uh, play. And then the... Uh, second game was a modified version. I think it's the Eclipse engine or something like that. Um, I would let you know, good sir. In, it is the Eclipse engine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in 2, used just I think it was Eclipse 2 or like a newer version of just Eclipse. Then Inquisition was the third game to come out, and they were like, oh, we're going to move modern. We already used Unreal Engine for all of our Mass Effect games. Right. Why don't we just like start using Unreal Engine? And that's when they made them use Frostbite. So they were already having to do a bunch of work to like switch engines and they were like, you know, you have to use Frostbite now. But I think it would have been a way better experience to like have all of these things be um So 
Um, actually, according to this, Bioware updated the version of the Aurora engine titled the Odyssey engine for Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Yep. In 2003. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that makes sense for for it. Well, so the Eclipse engine was the successor to the Odyssey engine. Yep, I actually did know that. Yeah. Okay. So, so it was. It's a modified version of the Kotor engine. Um, an upgraded version of the Eclipse engine, known as the Elysium engine, was for Dragon Age Two. Got it. So it was just yeah, the upgraded version of. In twenty thirteen, they went over to Frostbite. Frostbite. Yeah. Um. Which I think is like, they're already switching. We talked about mod support. I will say, Frostbite Engine, way better for mods. There are a ridiculous I amount of mods now. for Dragon Age. There's <laughs> sure. a ridiculous amount of mods for Andromeda. And they have a tool to be able to install and download them all. I wanted, I forget what mod it was I put into. I only had one mod and I downloaded, oh, I remember what it was. In Mass Effect 1, you were able to use all the weapons. Yeah. In Mass Effect 2, if you wanted to use a majority of the weapons, you had to play Soldier. You still only got, like, four weapons, I think, instead of all five. Okay. So in 2, there's a mod you can download that lets you have all the weapons, just like you can in in 1. And I was like, I actually kind of like that, because in 3, you can also have all the weapons if you want as well. Like, you don't just have to choose between, like, right. pistol and shotgun. Right. You can have all five. Yep. So in 3... Uh, or in two, I was like, I'd rather just have that same experience across all three games. Right. So I downloaded that. There was another one I wanted to download, but you can't because they all replace the same file. They all replace the coalesce.ini. So you either need a editor that would combine two of the files together. Okay. It reads the original file, adds in the code that is different, and then it reads the second file, reads the code, adds in what's different, it you asks you if it wanted simple. to over... No, no, that's what it does. Oh, it does. That's originally what it used to... You had to download for two if you wanted to install more than just one mod. Okay. It had a coalesced, like, compiler, basically. I see. And you would add all the mods that you wanted, and it would go through and compile all of them, and, and it would tell you what files were in conflict. <laughs> huh? And that was for the Unreal Engine. That's for Unreal Engine. But they don't have that right now because that was just a fan-made thing that read the files right, and combined yeah, them in yeah. that way. So now if I wanted two mods, I can't do it right. unless it's a mod that strictly doesn't touch that file because right. there's no way to combine those things, uh, which is also why it was hard to mod that game anyway because if two mods conflicted with the same files, yep. there's also no way to compile that either because there's no load order either. So like you can't right. say load this mod and this mod. like It's just not designed for that. So I will say Frostbite is better for that. Creation Engine, also ridiculously good. So if they fix a lot of the problems in Creation 2 yeah. and have the same mod support, like, you know, it's a I'll go for pretty it. Pretty much almost right from the launch, though. But, right. Well, because, I mean, I, I downloaded mods for Fallout 4, like, day one. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure there was already mods. Even if it was, like, life. something simple, like... Yeah, just stupid quality or, of life things, yeah. right? Like, whatever. It so I actually think, like, like um, one of the, I think one of the very first ones I downloaded was, uh, like, Rain of Brass. Which was just like it leaves the shells and casings on the ground. Yep. And that was like, yeah, within like the first like two weeks, gun. there's just things that are yeah. easy enough to like Small things. for people to add in. So yeah. um, I will say there's no need to really mod your game day one if they actually do all the things that they should sure. do. Sure. But there's always going to be someone who adds something for like Fallout very games. user no, specific. That's true. I think most of those mods come like two weeks after the game comes. Like yeah. you start to get like things that just add in new options like after the fact. Yeah. You know? Um, because, uh, like, the first week or two, it's just quality of life things usually. Yeah. Like, lets you skip the intro if you right. fucked up and want to make a new character. Or, you know, um, this hat clips in with something, so this gets rid of the clipping issue that right. you have with hats. Or, like, you know, 
here's a thing that lets you change your hair color because for some reason you only have three hair colors instead of like 30 like you should have you know like right. you know things like that which i will say like things like that i guess are up to the developer if they want to add in or not like i get that but you know they're all um topics like that so i will say like the frostbite engine is is good for mods more than anything but i just think like we would have a, a much more cohesive like here's the other thing i also get by the way is you have a team already that are devs for a certain engine. Yeah. So I get you would either need to fire them and get new devs <laughs> that can work on Unreal Engine. Or, huh? <laughs> I said indisposable. Uh, more like disposable. Sorry. Right. <laughs> or you would have to uh, train them to work in this engine. Right. In which case, switching this engine is going to take a lot longer than it would before. You know, if these devs are even willing to sure. learn it, you know? Um, because even though all these engines like might have similar things, they're still all very different to, to code in, you know? And, uh, I was talking to Pogo about Unreal Engine 5 and if you'd seen a lot and he said, I'm not going to use it. And he goes, there's, there's not a lot of that stuff until it comes to unity. That's going to, you know, if any of that stuff ever comes to unity, like if they ever add in features like that, she's like, so there's no point in me really like sure wanting those things. And so, you know, like watching it and being like, well, I really want those. Like he's just more focused on learning whatever's coming out for unity. So, right. You know, I I get that. If you already have this team that knows how to work on this engine and updating this engine is still just going to be a better, like, option, like, I get that, you know? Like, I think that's why, um, like, they have that staff there. And, like, I think... I think that's why I, I am very appreciative. Like, obviously, we shat a little bit by just saying, like, don't you fucking stupid, like, they're still using the fucking, you know, uh, no, you uh, know creation like, engine or whatever. I say that. Like, I know we do, Right, we... But I'm also the person who'd be like, everyone's like, oh, Call of Duty's just a copy and paste. I'm like, no, but there's more that goes yeah, into Yeah, there's a it lot of stuff that goes into that. Like, and obviously, like, I'm like, not one to knock down developers because, like, especially when it comes to, like, I don't know shit about coding. I'll be honest. Right. I mean, that's probably a given. But, like, when I was, like give my hand a 3D modeling and I'm still like, you know, even if it's like on the off burner, I guess at the moment, mm-hmm. um, I still appreciate art like by, done by 3D artists, 2D, 3D artists like. No, yeah. Like I think, like obviously we make jokes and we're like, like making fun or like shitting on some of these devs, but like I, I very much appreciate the work that actually goes into yeah, to that stuff. Like, I don't think I'd, I'd ever actually be mad at a specific dev in general. I might be mad, like, I'm mad at EA as a whole, as a company, sure. because they didn't give certain games enough time to come out. Sure. And in I which guess case, it which, rushed the devs and... Which kind of makes like, me question. Um, games too long to come out uh, and, like, the hype built behind it. Yeah, are you doing that because you looked at our note and we I talked did, about it? I did, but like it kind of like almost leads. Into <laughs> no, it does. It definitely leads into it, which I think, like, yeah, they go hand in hand. Um, um, I specifically think like we've had, we had. Let me finish the first thought just a little bit, which <laughs> right. was, which specifically though, like I'm mad at the companies for their lack of working with their devs you know because at the end of the day like if a dev needs more time to do something because it can be a better product like 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 fallout new vegas (laughs) correct right like that's it Fallout new vegas dragon h2 um pro like mass effect 3 probably like there'd probably be way better like all those dlcs there were three or four i think of all the dlcs the omega citadel leviathan and the prothean Mm -hmm. four dlcs 
I think that's the most DLCs in any of the Mass Effect games, and they're all relatively long DLCs, and they're all, like, half of them are things that could have just been in the base game, you know? And they added so much to the story and stuff like that that it was like, I bet if they had more time, two of those DLCs would have just been in the game, yeah. you know, as yeah. missions. Sure. Um, well, it's, I think I actually mentioned that to you when we were at the gym the other day. I was like, maybe they just didn't have time to. Right. And so I think, like, that might be one thing. They obviously made more money from having the DLCs. Like, sure. I, I get that, you know? Um um, and I get that's what the company's looking at. Like the devs just want to make a good game. The company wants to make money, you know. Right. And so I get that there's a bounce because there's always been a bounce like that between uh, a production studio and the actual like filmmakers, you know. Right. Filmmakers want more time, more money, and like the editors want more time and more money to work on things. That's why you have these big budget movies that sometimes have shitty effects, you know. Right. Because they just didn't have time, right. you know. Like, like uh, no amount of money is gonna like which comes to mind is Black Panther. Right, like the CGI on that, like yeah, right. Corridor was, Digital did the breakdown of it. Yeah, there was just a lot of things didn't that have like enough time right, or money it's like, to do it, either. These companies get a bunch of of footage, yep. and it it comes down the pipeline. So it's like, okay, the movie studio just says this is the release date, so you have a year to finish all these effects. Yep. It then goes through like one people where they just like look through all the film, cut it down, and like make the sequence. Goes to these next people who are gonna like maybe color correct or maybe add in like certain things to it or change it. Yep. Then it goes to the effect people. And as things change, like new versions come. So the effect people are the last people to get it. And yep. so they have whatever time's left, you know? Yep. And so they have to prioritize all of these these things and they have to kind of pick and choose. Like what right. shot's going to actually like be perfect and what shots are going to be, you know, like these are mediocre shots because we don't have time to finish them. Like you need this movie done. You're not giving me more time. You didn't give me enough time to work on it. So like... You know, this yeah. is what I, I yeah. can give back. And so game studios, like, go through the same thing. They're like, you know, um, Fallen New Vegas and Dragon Age 2 both had a, a less than a year, like a year or less to come out with the game. Right, which is very unfair, especially that time crunch. Right. So Fallen New Vegas, bunch of bugs and glitches, and yep. a lot of stuff was cut from the well, game. Well, there's actually that one mod that the developer came out with. Yeah, the Jay post. Sawyer mod. Yeah. Because uh, Jay Sawyer was the... Uh, either like lead creative right, or right. like director or something on Fallen like, Vegas and so he uh, basically just re-added in all the things that were cut from the game yep, or and, changes that he wanted right. to make that they had to change back because of time um, Dragon Age 2 has a ridiculous amount of reused assets and um, less uh, customization because you could only play a human you have to specifically play right. a human named Hawk, like you okay. have to, which in the first game you could choose your race. You could cho like one of the things that people yeah. loved about the first game, you could choose your race, you could choose your background, you could Actually, choose your class. Actually, it was very, like, very cool. Um, right. And then when I was like, oh, imagine like a Mass Effect universe like that. Right. Like that would be cool if you could choose. And that's, well, I guess Andromeda makes you play human. But um, uh, then Dragon Age 2, you have to play a human. You already have a name. You already have this background story. Like, okay. it very much became like Mass Effect. Okay. Which is fine if the game's introduced that way. And then 3 came out, or Inquisition came out, and then they went back. They were like, you could be whatever race, and you can choose, like, your class with more options now, and, like, you can choose your background. The only thing you choose in 2 is your class, and if you want to be a male or female. Okay. Well, um, that really <laughs> dumbs it down a lot from my... 
It's a lot. Necessary. And just they have time to add in all these extra yeah. things for the story. They had like they had a year to come up with the story yeah. to implement this new updated engine to make the gameplay loop to make also EA said you have a year to make this game. Also make it more playable on console because people on console hated your controls in the first game. So you need mm. to make it better on console. So you need to add in control support that's like usable which to be fair it is it's a very fun game to play with a controller like sure. they did a good job of that which, but you know they had to dumb down dialogue oh they also wanted it to be fully voiced so it's fully voiced as well so Even it went character? from yeah into oh. two and three are both full, or two in inquisition are both fully voiced so they had to fully voice the main character which is also why they couldn't make different races and stuff like that i see inquisition did a good job with that because inquisition actually just has four main voices you have two female and two male voices and that goes across all of the races and you could choose i see uh so okay. if i play like a human i could choose between voice one and two if they're female or voice one and two if they're male so i get okay. like an option so i can have like one voice like oh that kind of sounds more like like i feel like my human would sound and then you play like a dwarf and you're like oh i think this voice would sound more like the dwarf i don't want to play or whatever or mm. like you know you vice versa um, so they did a good job with that, but two didn't have time to do that. So they were like fully voice, uh, also implement better controls and, you know, come up with a whole unique story that plays off of things that were in the first game. Kind of makes me wonder though. Cause how you can import even... your character across all the games. I see. Just like, but it kind of makes game. me wonder though, how they even like were a lot of the time to make uh inquisition with like such a. They large. had like four years to make Inquisition, right. but they had to develop the engine, right. and then they so were it's like, like, "I'm surprised they just didn't like scrap it all together and be like, yeah, this isn't coming out.'" It was just, yeah, no, I'm surprised. I mean, it was just going to be multiplayer, and then they told oh. them to scrap. That was just going to be a multiplayer game, really. And then they told them to scrap it and, and I, work I on think, a single player. I think if they did that, like that would have not done justice to the game at all, nope. and that game would have been killed off and put in the pit. <laughs> Which is why people are mad that people are saying Dragon Age Four was just going to be a live service game. Because mm. people don't want that, you know? I think there's a lot of money in it, and I think that's EA's biggest problem, is you could very, very much tell that they are... That they don't even care if they make a good game, they just want money. Like, there are game developers like big AAA studios that you could tell just want money, but they also want a good product as well. Sure. You know? Um... um I really can't think of that many off the top of my head. No, <laughs> but, I mean, like, you know, they want, they do want both. But EA, you could tell, very much does not care how good the game is. They honestly, because if they cared, well, they have made so many games that have gotten such negative receptions when they first came out that, that you could tell they don't care. Like, what? Battlefront, Battlefront 2 as well. Right. The whole uh, Star Cards and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until that got very big backlash. Even Battlefield games when they were first coming out, like the like either I can't remember if it was one or five, but like it was a good game, but it got a bunch of shit for. It might have been five, uh, honestly. Like I think story or something like that. Um, there weren't that many glitches or anything, so like that wasn't like that negatively received. Um, um, Anthem. Andromeda. Oh, Anthem. <laughs> Inquisition was still negatively <laughs> I forgot Anthem was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, and then also, like, FIFA, like even their sports games, that make a bajillion dollars. Like, like I don't remember if it was FIFA 2019 or something, but like got a bunch of shit and stuff like that. Like, that's like 10 games you that, like... what I learned about like, that, by the way? What? When they released FIFA on, like, other platforms, like Switch, Yeah. it used the previous version of the game's engine. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, Switch so, isn't super powerful. so It doesn't have, need like, to be, but I'm sure at that point, their engine can be very, like, easily Well, there's a lot of things. Like, you'd be surprised, like, because we don't really play you sports think, like, games. like, hardware limitations would actually 
play into that? Yeah, because like they they show there's like they they brag about like showing sweat and like the the cloth physics and sure. like those are all things that are hardware intensive things that like if that's built you know that stuff's probably baked into whatever engine they're using at the time. So sure. like I could see them doing that. Um, yeah, that's all those games that are negative though. Like mm. those all had like Anthem got ridiculously negative reviews and never bounced back. The first Battlefront got negative reviews and like maybe somewhat bounced back. Battlefront two finally bounced back once they left. Once they once Dice was like, we're taking over. Like get out of here, yeah. EA. Like we're taking over. That game finally didn't bounced Lucas back. Did Lucas Arts also get involved in that too? Or no, Disney? they got involved with no, no. They just pulled the license after. Like they were like, okay. Like, we don't want you to make any more Star Wars games anymore. Then they were like, well, Respawn's going to make a single-player game. Like, they were just not making good games. Now LucasArts is an actual thing, and they're going to start making games again. LucasArts became a thing again, and they're going to start making Star Wars games. Or they're going to be a publisher that starts publishing I assume Disney still owns... Disney, I think, just either revived LucasArts or, like, recreated it or something like that. So it's going to not Maybe it's It's not an EA-specific thing anymore because I think EA just bought a short-time, like, exclusivity where Disney and EA were like, okay, you're going to make our Star Wars games for us. And now Disney was like, no. (laughs) Well, maybe that was the right thing to do in the long run. (laughs) What? I said maybe that was the right thing to do in the long run. 100%. I think they definitely should let other companies make games. Because I think the cool thing I liked about all the Star Wars games that came out before Disney bought Star Wars was that they were so varied and interesting. Were they all EA? No, 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 no. EA had nothing to do with Star Wars at the beginning. Oh, I know, like uh, Lucas... It was was Lucas Lucas Film at the time, wasn't it? Lucas Film made the films, Lucas Arts made the games. Oh, I see. And comics and books and stuff like that um but other developers did too like it wasn't just lucas arts lucas arts was the publisher and um other companies did the developing so you have like jedi knights uh or you have uh star wars jedi knight you have kotor you had the battlefront games you had um uh, like Republic Commandos, you had the Bounty Hunter game, you had all these different games and they all had their unique like style and things like that because they weren't all the same engine and stuff like that. I see. And they were made by different developers. I wish but they were said... all still Star Wars, you know? Like, yeah. It was great. It's actually, wow. I honestly had no idea there were so many. <laughs> yeah, I have because there's a Star Wars pack that I bought when, before, maybe it was after Disney bought and LucasArts shut down. But yeah, I have like all the Star Wars games. They had uh, Empire at War, which was a strategy game, like a, a four-time stra- uh, Actually, I don't know if it was a 4X strategy game. Maybe it was just a strategy game. Um, but yeah, there were so many options, you know? Like, there was so much content. Infinity Ward made a Star Wars game? Who? Infinity Ward. Uh, was that Bounty Hunter? I have no idea. Uh, it doesn't say. It just shows. Oh wait, mm, never mind. Okay, there was a Star Wars mod in Call of Duty Four that was big, but that was a mod. I remember that. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. It was cool because it was a first person. It was basically like just an updated Battlefront. Basically, it was yeah. before Battlefront actually came out. It was basically just that. Um, but yeah, anyway, like I think I like they obviously don't care about money because all the games they made was bad and that backfired Disney was like fuck you we want our games to be well received because that will make money like I think the one thing I think Disney knows especially now that they bought all these properties is if they make something that's at least good that'll bring in money you know these three Star Wars movies that came out they weren't great they were good right like episode 7, 8, and 9 like even if you didn't like 
eight or you were a person that didn't like nine or like whatever your opinion was, they're still good. Yeah. There are some people that just hated them, right? But like uh, overall, the perception of those movies were that they were good. And in turn, that made them money. Sure. <laughs> I think that also um, led like the revival of those kind of led them to making the spinoffs, which have been pretty good. Right. Mandalorian, good, like good show. Yep. Probably make some money on Disney+. Plus. Same with Marvel. All the Marvel movies, they're all good. Are some of them, like, not so good? Like, yeah, but they're still good. Like, they're still all box office hits. Like, that's the thing. Even, like, Thor, I think, made the least amount of money. It still made, like, $400 million. <laughs> like, okay. it's still, like, a good, <laughs> that's pretty, successful yeah. movie, you know? Like, it didn't make a billion dollars like Iron Man or $2 billion like Endgame or whatever, but it made fucking money. Um... So I think Disney like knows that making a game that's good is going to make money. Like Fallen Order, you know? Right. I think it's something that they realize actually has value. I think EA just thinks because they slap a tag on it that it's good, you know? Mass Effect Andromeda is the perfect example. <laughs> yeah. If you just slap Mass Effect on it, like it's yep. going to be a good game. And I will say Bioware still did a pretty decent job, but they probably could have done a better job if they had more yeah. freedom. And options yeah. and things like that, you know? Like, I really think EA has sort of fucked over Bioware with the creative freedom because they, they made Bioware put in multiplayer, I'm pretty sure. They made Bioware add in the, like, currency to make more money right. um, well, that was for the thing microtransactions. With, like, I remember like, with, in Mass Effect 3, when they added, like, the crates and whatnot. And... Yeah, I think, that was, I think that was the same thing. I think 3 made, I think they made them add in multiplayer to 3. Which, aside from... The whole currency aspect. I think, I yeah, that too, which is fucking terrible. But I think the multiplayer was pretty fun. I like the wave based shooting. I love the multiplayer in Andromeda. It is actually a lot of fun. So whenever you get to that game, like I'll definitely go and play the multiplayer with you because it ties into the story sort of like a little bit, like not really, but like yeah, yeah, a little bit. You get like some rewards and stuff that are story based. Okay, but it's not gonna like make a well. I don't know if it like really made like a heavy impact on. You could not get the, when the game first came out before they released the extended cut of the game, yeah. which fixed the ending or whatever, which fixed like the fixed original ending for quotes. three. <laughs> yeah, whatever. They added in some stuff, added some content, and then like fixed the ending or whatever. You couldn't get the best ending of the game, like the best best ending, unless you played multiplayer. Gotcha. You had to play multiplayer to do that. Uh-huh. That's cut out now because now you can actually have your galactic readiness go past I the see. amount that you need. But before you couldn't reach that amount unless you played multiplayer. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, that made sense. Yeah. Because I think I actually think at first there wasn't. You could do every single thing in the game, and I don't think you could actually get there. Then in the extended cut, they made it so you had to pretty much do almost everything in the base game in order to get that ending. But you could still oh, do see. it. You just had to do everything. You I know? see. So if you were someone that just wanted to like play through the story of the game, you can't get the best ending in three. I think now you can. I think now they fixed that a lot. Huh. I think they lower the requirements to get like that that best ending. Uh, and you can talk to... That's why... Uh, what's his name's there? It's why you can talk to Admiral Hackett a lot in the third game. Because you can ask him what like the galactic readiness that, is and he'll tell you if you're at the point where you can get I the best see. ending. Well, that, that makes more sense. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think like EA and other developers too, like we even saw it with like Activision, like Infinity War did a great job with Modern Warfare. Fantastic job. Yeah. Um, Definitely. And they oh, still God. didn't succumb to... Uh, um, Activision's like you have to add in weapons that are more overpowered because I actually don't think there's weapons 
uh, there's no new weapons that you get through buying. You can get weapon variants sure. through buying, but the weapon variants also don't have anything unique about them. They're just attachments. I think the only thing was the tracer rounds. We didn't like the tracer rounds because they were just distracting, and we Very felt distract- that that did give you an, an upper hand. Yeah. Because it blinded the person that you were exactly. shooting at, you know? And so, which they might have toned down. You're like, well, that's Maybe, right around the time but... we stopped playing, pretty much. Yeah. So, so I mean, um, like, things like that. I'm okay with up until, I don't know. Like, I always thought it was weird, though, that, like, some people pay, like, $10 for, like, a simple reskin of their character. But it's, like, in if you wanted, my eyes, my that's not is, worth my money. Right. If, so that, each, that was my thing, has too, their own value uh, of a dollar. I, so, like, in Warzone, for instance, because they made Warzone free yeah, and Fortnite and things like that, I get why people buy skins. Because here's the thing. I actually feel this way with games that are free to play. If I like the game and there's only cosmetics, I'll pay money for cosmetics. Like, sure. I, like, I don't mind paying for the Battle Pass because I like this game. I'm having fun in it. The only way that they keep making this game is if they make money. Right? Right. right. So, at that point, if I was going to play this game 10 years ago... I would have paid $60 for it, you know, or I would have paid $40 for it, or like whatever, I would have waited a certain time. So now that I get to play it for free, I feel like I at least owe something to the developer because I want them to keep making games like this. I want them to keep doing that. When it comes to the regular game after the fact, like that I already paid for, I get why people would do that. I get people just want to have like cool things and they want to keep supporting the developer. Like that's why DLCs used to come out and stuff like that. So I get why people do that. I don't feel the need to do that after I already paid $60 for the game, you know? But I get why people would do that. I get why people see, like, that's a cool thing and stuff like that. Like, I get they're just trying to make more money, which in turn really just keeps Activision happy. Because <laughs> if you remember we when sure. we first bought Black Ops 4, because yeah. that was the first, like, Call of Duty game where they were like, we're making this game for PC. We're, like, putting a yep. lot of extra time yep. into making this game run well on PC. It's going to have specifically did. PC Without things. Doubt. 100% did. And they go, and we're going to not have microtransactions that add in pay-to-win things. It's just going to be cosmetic. And we were like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, this is really great. Game came out, nothing at first. Like, there were no cosmetics or anything at first. Then they started coming out with some cosmetics. And we were like, okay, they're like a little funky, but like, that's fine. A month after that, they started coming out with guns. Like, yeah. Immediately, yep. there were just guns that were better. Yep. <clears throat> then the guns that were in game that you had to pay ten dollars for, or that you buy the battle pass and you got them at level sixty, so it made sense to just buy up to level sixty, which was right. like thirty dollars if you were going to do that. Right. So they immediately just lied, you know, and that's why Activision then came out and were like, "We're going to have Treyarch make the next multiplayer uh, after Infinity Wards Modern Warfare." Okay. So that's why Cold War, I think, came out. Um, oh, that did have a campaign. Sledgehammer, I think, did campaign, and then oh, Treyarch did the. Okay did the multiplayer. If I remember correctly, I, I don't See, know like, if that's true, but like Activision didn't like that Infinity Ward wasn't going to add in this shitty stuff. And Infinity Ward like stuck to their guns and they were like, our game's going to make money. And the game fucking made a shit ton of money and still makes right, money. Like, right, they, no, and like, you know, I'm honestly impressed that like with Black Ops 4, like when that came out, it's like, we're just going to cut campaign altogether. Yeah. Like that was kind of like a little that upsetting was to me. Too. I also didn't like that. But uh, Ford, when they, they like re-announced... Uh, campaign for like modern warfare i was like oh my god i was like this is amazing not only because it's like a reboot but because it's like you know there's characters there that i'm very familiar with already i actually i actually like that they did like a re like a reboot in a sense of remaking and stuff like that because i think that's cool and i really think that means that they're gonna 
hopefully make a second one and add on to it, you know? I definitely I, think they will with the way it ended. <laughs> yeah, I think... But the question is, is like... <laughs> are they going to actually... Is, is, is <laughs> How long before that kind of like... <laughs> dies out? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think like... I think Activision should just... I, I think Too much these hype. companies should <laughs> let... I think these companies should let their developers do what they're going to do. Yeah. Because like, I think at I the end like of the day... I feel like if that's the case, right? It's like, oh, we're sinking all this money into this, which... I Like, I, I get that. And I get at some point, the publisher does probably know more about certain things, you know? I think a publisher should still have a say in like, hey, we actually really want to add in this thing, but it's going to take an extra six months. And the publisher has every right to be like, no. Like, don't do that, yeah. you know? I don't think the publisher should say hey, we know you want to do this thing, but scrap your idea and use our idea because it's a lot better. Because we've seen how that's bad with movies. Sure. Like, a, a thousand percent we've seen how it's bad with movies. I think that's one really great thing about what Disney does with Marvel is the directors have a ton of say in the movie. Like, Sure. I think as long as it sticks to like the, the narrative. Yeah, they still have uh, producers who say certain things. Yeah. But, like, the fact that, like, uh, uh... Taika Waititi was able to like get rid of of his of Thor's eye and have Thor be this whole like different type of of character than normal. And yep. Disney was like, okay, like that's fine. Yeah, like, no, you I think do that's that. actually pretty and cool. And the 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 Russo brothers with uh Civil War and 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 Infinity War and Endgame, like yep. being able to do everything that they did. That movie was great because the directors were allowed that freedom. Right. And I think they owe it to the devs to do that too because I think they don't realize that devs actually know what players want most of the time. Right. And they don't just see dollar signs. They see like what they could do for players and for these games. Right. Well, I also think that kind of like what leads to the backlash of like, shit, if this game gets negative feedback, it's like, do we have a future? Do we have a future job? Do we, you know? Right. Because I think like, dev, yeah, I think like that's the shittiest thing that can happen is... A game is gets negative reviews and the the IP is just the, gone. <laughs> yeah, the IP is just gone, or or the publisher just like doesn't want to use like, that company anymore. What happened with? I think it was oh fuck, what was it called? It was an EA game. I think it, like the company is Pandemic, where they made destroy humans and yep. mercenaries, mm-hmm. and it's like they killed them off. Um, I think destroy all humans. I'm sorry, mercenaries three was in the works very very early stages mm-hmm. but then it's like you know yeah <laughs> that must have been a terrible sound effect for the mic by the way yep. but, um things like that but it's like hey we're gonna like give this ip to a new developer and like let's make it as like a reboot or remaster yeah and it's just like that's not doing justice to the original developers yeah like it's just like it's just yeah it, they're they're not great at I think the publishers make bad decisions. I think developers make bad decisions too. Like, don't get me wrong. Sure. Like, I think a developer could totally say, hey, let me do this thing and it doesn't pan out. But I think there's been time and time again where devs have shown that they have good ideas and if you listen to them and give them the resources that they can make really incredible yeah, things. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, they can make mistakes too, but I think that gamble's worth it. Zombies is the perfect example of that. Well, yeah, because that was supposed to be cut entirely, wasn't it? It like, wasn't a included. thing. They were just yeah. doing it for fun. Yeah. They had this thing that they would, like, on the weekends because they were in crunch time. Yeah. 
that probably has made way more money for the Treyarch. That's like the main seller of Treyarch games yeah, was yeah. zombies. No one cared about the multiplayer for Treyarch games until like Black Ops 3 because I had the boots off the ground fucking oh, game. But no one really liked off? Black Ops 1 multiplayer that much. Like zombies really? was still a huge I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. But like I always, I thought the concept of like, I guess where they went along with Reach fu- and like the the money or currency, like the wager matches and all that. Yeah, I that think it was, was good. Really cool. I think I think all those games have. So I think multiplayer has always been a selling point of Call of Duty, no matter what. But yeah. I think a huge selling point was still zombies. zombies you know, right. like now it's worth same with Black Ops Two. <laughs> Black Ops, well, was Black Ops Two the bus one or was that three? Yes, that was two. I never played two, but that was two. I don't know if that was a huge selling point. Cause I know some people didn't actually like that as much. I know some people did and some people didn't. Mm. So that was kind of split. But then three had the multiplayer big selling point, which was the hopping around with your jetpack, you know? Like, right. Like um, a mini Titanfall esque. And Titanfall still did that better. Like <laughs> Titanfall Titanfall did that so much. Titanfall did wall running because like there was no wall running in because the first Call of Duty that was Advanced Warfare, yeah, multiplayer was I hated multiplayer in that game. It was like I, I could not stand it because they did I added play that one? I think yeah, I did. I played it. They added supply drops. It was oh, the wait, first no. Call of Duty to add supply drops in to add like loot boxes basically, and inside the loot boxes were these fucking gun variants that changed the stats of the gun. Really? And there's this. So there's this one over. Every Call of Duty has an overpowered gun. You know, that's just like a thing right. that happens. So you're gonna have that with every game. There's always gonna be like an overpowered gun in a game. It had that. There was a variant of that gun that it lowered the fire rate by like one ping. But it upped the damage by two pings and maybe made the accuracy like go down by one ping. But it, it or like damage went up by like three pings or something. It was like something ridiculous. This gun killed you in three shots. I don't, it didn't matter how much recoil it had. It could shoot three shots in two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it was like, and you, I couldn't even, if I wanted to buy it because I was so pissed off, I couldn't even do that. I just had to buy loot boxes, yeah. which I ended up not doing because I think. Someone went through and actually calculated because you could get duplicates. There was no duplicate okay. protection. So But then World War Two have something similar to that too? That was after the fact. That was after, and it okay. still had duplicates. <laughs> uh, did it have duplicates? Yikes. It did, but you could save up your keys or whatever to buy Okay. Like a I box that over, didn't have duplicates or whatever. I skipped but it over was a like, lot of Call of Duty games. No, no, I I didn't, but I wish I did. <laughs> you know, like, I think, it, what, just not. So it was two, three. I just like multiplayer in some games, and that's the easiest game to just get into multiplayer. Oh, no, I never played Advanced Warfare. I'm thinking of Ghosts. Ghosts was fun. I like Ghosts. So I played. People I, didn't I, like Ghosts. I played this, so. these games <laughs> way after the fact, so I skipped over. Their campaigns were good, too. Or, like, you know. I actually did, like, World War II's campaign was eh. Like, right, it was like, it was like okay, but... what release order? It was, so let's say Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops. Black Ops 3. Modern Warfare 3. Then uh, Black Ops Two. Black Ops Two. Advanced Warfare. Ghosts. Uh, advanced. Or did Ghosts was... come before Two? Sledgehammer came. So maybe it was Black Ops Three. I don't honestly. I don't remember the order, but anything after Black Ops Modern Warfare Three. Black and Ops then... One. I skipped over, all the way up until Black Ops Four, which you did ended you not up play Modern Warfare Three? I did. Oh, because it was two Black Ops and then Modern Warfare 3. No. Modern two. For, oh, wait. Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2. 2, Black Ops. Yes, sorry. Black Ops, then Modern Warfare 3. So Black Ops 2 and later yeah. up until Black Ops 4 skipped over, which I was going to skip over that too. But well, we played 4 you bought right, it for right me. until. <laughs> yeah, because well, I wanted to play with someone. And it was <laughs> so, on PC. It was, it was actually fun. Like, we had no, fun it was playing. fun. We just... <laughs> I just I wish there was a campaign because like, I love playing. Yeah, no, campaign, campaign was fun uh, in in the other games. You know, like I, I do wish that they kept that in. Yeah, yeah, but I think um, 
the game could have benefited from it, but if they get solved, they can make money elsewhere. Why not? Um, all right. Well, I think we're going to wrap up there. Um, I'm blind and I actually can't see the time. <laughs> That's on the, why I've been looking how much away. We've recording. Um, Two hours and 31 minutes. Oh, perfect. Uh, so it might be less or more. So I'm going to cut out where we actually say the time. <laughs> but thank you guys for watching. <laughs> um, yes, thank you. This has been um, Two Idiots on a Couch. <laughs> It has been two idiots on a couch. Uh, I've had a lot of fun. There's a few topics we didn't get to, but luckily they're not like time topical. They're more just topical about things in general. So we'll be able to to pick up next week. Um, and yeah, this was fun. I had a lot of fun doing this. Um, yeah. And we'll see definitely. you guys next week. Right. Um, don't forget to like and share. And follow. Is that a thing we're doing? <laughs> I got. I mean, yeah, you got it right. You got to okay. ask people to do things. Yes. I beg you. I'll get on my knees and beg <laughs> if you please subscribe. No, I'm kidding. But this will be on a bunch of different platforms. Um, but if you're on a platform where you're allowed to comment, we would love to see your comments. Um, I'm gonna try to put this on Spotify and iTunes and on YouTube. Uh, YouTube's obviously gonna be a video platform. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for watching, and uh, we will see you. Next week, do you have any closing thoughts, Jesse? <sighs> Bananas. All right, what about you, Phil? All right, that was the talking dick. <laughs> uh, and I've been Beta. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.